Welcome to The Buffer, where I've recently been pondering whether we've now become the chicken sandwich show. Are we the new Los Pollos Hermanos? Shout out to Gus Fring and the homies. Today is a first for The Buffer. This is our first truly pandemic podcast where everyone is recording remotely. We were All able- remote. All remote. We were able to stave off the Corona Goliath for four months, about 13 episodes, but it finally bit our ass. My name is Erpin, and today is Friday, December 18th, and joining me in the studio, actually remotely, we all got our own independent studios, is our editor-in-chief of this haphazard podcast, the man whose vow of alcohol celibacy was ultimately tested and shattered by the Colts' Super Bowl victory in Super Bowl Forty-One. Ham. What's shaking, man? How are you feeling? I'm feeling well. Thanks uh, for asking. Uh, so I was the one that broke the uh, the streak. Uh, I tested positive. Uh, today is Friday, right? Uh, we were actually scheduled to record on Wednesday in person like we usually do. Basically, Binyam would be uh, recording remotely. Uh, and then me, Erpen, and Simon would record at my place. But on in Monday In the studio, night, CKT Studios. That's right. Yeah. So on Monday night, I was recording the other uh, podcast uh, with Bob, and afterwards I had a very, very late dinner. And as I was eating it, I was like, huh, this tastes funny. Like, <laughs> like it was like a, a, but, it was but, like a hamburger. Like, I, I, like a, I get like the patty from Kroger, and then I – so I've eaten – I like to eat the same things over and over again. So I've been eating like the, this lean burger – fairly frequently so i know exactly how it should taste and i was like wow this is weird and i was like it'd be weird if i have that, that, <laughs> that, that because you know like that that's like one of the go-to because you know like fever uh some of the other symptoms it could be just the regular cold right but the sense of smell and taste is uniquely or from what i gather it's tied to the uh, coronavirus but, okay like, when you say for the listeners here right uh when you say it tasted weird what how did it taste to make you feel like, wait a minute, this could be Corona? Like, right. w- what was so, unique about it? In my mind, you know, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but all along, I thought people meant that you lost your sense of smell and taste altogether. That wasn't my experience. I could still taste the burger, but on top of it, I could taste like a metallic kind of thing oh so i was yeah. like i can't well, so, that. so, so that's another so i didn't yeah. lose my taste it just yeah you didn't just lose it, it. You it just just maybe I just, yeah so i was like this is yeah. weird tuesday morning same thing with my like breakfast so then that's when i started to let you guys know like hey let's push back on the recording on wednesday because my whole thing was like i just don't want to be in a position to where i'm infecting other people right so for this was my own system, but for the whole time, I've tested like six or seven times over the past like nine months, right? And I've and been and I negative. So strategically, right? And yeah. I've been negative, mm-hmm. negative. So uh, six or seven regular COVID tests, about three antibody tests by way of the Red Cross donation. So, like, I would get a, a you know, I was going to donate anyways, and they've been doing the antibody testing. So, like, there's been like nine or 10 negative tests. And I would do. Hold on, you donate blood to get tested. Well, or you I donate, just donate regularly. Blood being well, a actually, good Samaritan. So, I, man, he donate the blood for them free cookies, man, and a Hawaiian so punch. The, so the, the, the you know those Somalians <laughs> starving every day, man. Yeah, what right. yeah, yeah. Got to eat, you know. Yeah. But no, like the, the the Red Cross would actually come to the IRS back in the day, pre-COVID, twice a year. And so I got in the habit of donating. And so once we got into this pandemic, I was like, well, you know what? I'll, I won't be an asshole. I'll continue to donate. 
Uh, and then also, oh, so you do, hold on, but the concept, do you do it because it's the right thing to do or you do it just because well, I've been doing it. You get, you get something. They just started doing the antibody testing. So like I've been doing it before that. So that was just an added benefit. Right. So I was okay, donating okay. before. So you don't do it for the Yeah. Cookies. Yeah. No, 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 no. Actually, I, I do it for the nutter butter, not the antibody <laughs> test, but anyway, so I, I've been like strategically and, and I, and the reason why I did it is because unlike you guys, you, you guys are. You got to have a, a, a wife and kids, right? So if you got uh, a, a virus, it'd be hard for you to, to, not, to not infect other people. I have the most control out of the groups, you know, because like I don't have anybody here. So like I should not be infecting anybody else in theory, right? And so that's why I was like, you know, let me get tested when the, the, situa- the, the need arises. So this week was a good opportunity to do that. So I got tested uh, on Thursday and it came back positive on Friday, the day of the recording. So from what I gather, I can't prove this, but I suspect I did not infect anybody. So I got it. I don't know how I got it. It could either be at work or here. At, at I think I think you got it from Bob <laughs> from doing that last podcast. That's what, that's, that's what my suspicion is. Hey, thank, my God, suspicion man, you, thank is. God you're asexual and you don't come into contact with anyone of the opposite hey. or even same sex that uh, right. you didn't have to make that call to somebody like, hey, you know, dinner... Last week, I might have had something. And That's they're like, right. What do you mean? Like AIDS? Be like, no, 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 much <laughs> no, worse. No. Corona. Much worse. <laughs> do you think? Do you think it's worse to tell someone you got herpes or you got corona? But you can. Oh, by the way, you know, it's, it's you can't infect awkward. others with herpes not by breathing so what, on what, them. Yeah, what right. So yeah, that. <laughs> but but you know, yeah, and, when I got my positive test and and she told uh, the lady was like, so when was when did you experience symptoms? I told her about the Monday experience, and so she said add ten days to that. So basically. From the 14th of December through Christmas Eve, so the 24th. So basically, it's just a, a short window. It's just another five, six more days in quarantine, and then I'll get another test to kind of test out, to test negative. Right. That's right. a much better experience than herpes is for life, isn't it? Like, yeah. You can get out of that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I will say, so you know, uh, as much one, as we all, especially myself, love to shit on you, Ham, and I would never advise any other responsible person to do anything that you do, but this one instance... All the listeners out there, be responsible like this guy, Ham. He felt off, and just to be safe, he went to get tested, and obviously he didn't want to harm others, and it ended up being that he was positive, and he didn't harm others. So listeners, be responsible. I don't care about all this masking, everything. Just if you feel off, go get tested. Right. And this should— Well, I care about the masking. I do too. Yeah, yeah. wear the masking, but you're right. And I said, and you know, we'll, we'll have a, a greaseball segment later where somebody did the opposite of what I did. But like, I, I think that people, if they took a little bit more responsibility, you, you could prevent a lot of the damage. You know, it's almost impossible to, you can't prevent every infection, obviously, because it's, it's circulating. But as soon as you identify it, you should be able to kind of isolate yourself and, and get, you know, the virus to go through your system and, and out of it. Now, I'm on the lucky side uh, uh, side of things because like that's that was basically the the gist of my experience, just the weird taste thing, and and it by Tuesday evening it was back to normal. That's not the experience for everybody, you know. So, you right. Know, but if it is, if this is the experience, this was a pretty like, this wasn't anything like uh, I've had hangovers that were worse. I've had other right. You know, so so experiences are based on you know there's people that have mild, medium, right. extreme. And you happen to be on the, on the mile lower line. end right, of it, right? Right, right. Where you lucked out, and you know, but you're fairly healthy, young. You exercise, you eat pretty decent. So, 
uh, a lot of things worked in your right. favor, but you know, it, it you know, everybody's not. And, 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 and mine actually was, it was the right amount of symptoms because like, if it was any less, like if I had a, yeah. a better outcome, I, I would not have known any different. And then Urban and Simon would have been infected, yeah, have right? Yeah. There. Because yeah. I would have still had the virus, but I would not be aware of it. So like it kind of worked out almost perfectly to where like I had, there right. was enough for me to kind of say, Ooh, something's off. Something's but off, nothing yeah. to like to, to mess. I mean, but I mean, uh, this early days, maybe there'll be some weird ailment in January. Maybe. So did you did you go anywhere? Like, did you go to because you you live you know on the on the capital, well, not on Capitol Beltway, but right on the, the Beltline. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm you know. So did you go to one of the places and you just you know free falling one day and just uh, <laughs> you know hanging out with the guys and just no mask? No, no. So okay, so two weeks and, two weeks ago we hung out, and then since then I've been at the office one day. And then that was basically it. So like there had, you know, so it could have been, you know, like at a Kroger. It, I mean, it's hard to figure out where it was. I mean, but. But you were in your mask. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. You've been wearing your mask. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I noticed that the bars over there on the uh, belt line, people are a little. Very loose. You know. Yeah. Pretty loose. Yeah. yeah with that's the, true. You know. Like once you get indoors, <laughs> basically. Yeah. All bets are off when it's. The, the problem is. I know we all need to wear masks inside, right? We all know that. But when you, but the only time people oh, are really leaving, that, yeah. Yeah. only time people are really leaving the house is to go to a restaurant or go to a bar just to kind of get, you know, some like relaxation, some relief from this. And when you go to a restaurant or you go to a bar, you're going to have to take your mask down to have a drink or eat food. And people are not responsible enough to constantly put the mask back on, back off, back on. And once you have a drink or two, you just kind of don't. And yeah. so I, I think it's, if anything, Ham's yeah. uh, scenario, which uh, seems harmless so far, which is great, it shows us, right? Illustrates the idea that this is how this shit spread, man. Like there's so many people probably, Ham, yeah. that had even less symptoms than you or even the potentially same symptom. And they probably just brushed it off because I think you, you told yeah. me you had this weird tasting thing, but it only lasted like a day or so. Right. So most people would but just be like, oh, to, yeah, you know, that's not a big deal. So? And they like, wouldn't think twice about it. it. But if, I don't know, I mean, I, I guess maybe you're right, but like if you taste something and it's like this lines up to what they're saying, a, your smell and yeah, taste, that's like a, wait a minute, something is Yeah, but you're also happening. careful. Right. Most people right. are just like, they almost you think don't want to believe like, They don't want to believe it. So they're just like, no, I feel better today. So why would I go get tested? It's the same reason why people yeah. don't get a physical every year. If they feel fine, they're just like, whatever. Right. So that's, I mean, I do that uh, once a, I, I've been, do, I've been going to the same doctor for like 10 years. And once a year I, I do, they come and press some things and do blood work. That That's one of my uh, new year's resolutions. I do a, I, I do a terrible job of going to the doctor dog. Like I'm like, I'm pretty healthy, <laughs> eat right, exercise, blood pressure is pretty, you know, right. uh, but, but this year, you know, I'm getting older now. So I'm like, I'm going to commit to no matter what, at least once a year. Go see one of those geezers, right. you know. <laughs> so, so, so funny story. When we were younger, um, we, me and Erpin both had Kaiser, and we had—I think his name was Doctor Adams. Remember that? I know where you're going with this, but okay. <laughs> so we had to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, to the listeners, before Benium gets too deep yeah. into this story, joining us as always, our co-host Benium, who long ago, back in the days, we used to scrub the ground, get crazy at Club Esso in Atlanta, Benium. Go ahead, tell your story, man. Oh, man. So when we were younger, we had to get a physical because we played sports. And uh, I didn't know that a part of your physical is like 
you know, pull down your pants and then turn to the left. Ball sack <laughs> oh, they did the ball <laughs> test? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, that whole thing happened. And I, I just came back pissed. And I was like, yo. I was like, Urban, man, this guy, you know, he violated. You know, they made me pull down my pants and they touched my da-da-da. He's into it. And then, and then Urban was like, was it Dr. Adams? <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, man, we had the same doctor, dog. And then I was like, yeah, same doctor. And he was, he got us both. <laughs> hey, hey, he, he better he better be but lucky he, he wasn't a female because we might have been fighting looked, for her, he, man. He, you know he, what I'm saying? He 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 looked down he looked down at me took me seriously he looked down at Irvin and started laughing. <laughs> How saying. dare you, man? It was just so awkward. I remember that the first time. I was like, hmm. Oh, that was so crazy. Yeah, that's awkward. Anyways, let's shout out to uh, our other co-host who couldn't be with us, Simon today. He's probably scrubbing the internet of every remnant of that diss track that besmirched his good name. So maybe he's kind of scouring the internet for that or doing some other shady covert shit. Who knows, right? On to the show. We're going to start off with the NBA because the NBA starts in what, three, four days? On Tuesday, yeah, December right? 22nd, yeah, two, the NBA yep, yep. starts. The season just ended. It literally feels like it just ended. Just a little bit over two months ago, the Lakers won their 17th title. As a That's point of right. comparison, as a point of reference... The last NBA Finals before the Lakers won in 2019, the Raptors won in June. Season starts in October. They had a four-plus-month break. This is two months. And the NBA, there was rumors, soon as the season ended in October, that they might start around Christmas. But then there were rumors that, hey, you know, they're going to push it back even more because that's crazy. Ultimately, they all decided we're going to go 22nd, and they're going to have a huge Christmas Day Games are, the slate is crazy for Christmas. Some great games. But before we get into some of that stuff, um, let's just talk about the biggest thing right now. So a few days ago, the biggest, probably the biggest storyline was Giannis. Was he going to sign in Milwaukee or not? A few episodes ago, we all debated it. A few of us thought he was going to re-sign and get the max. A few of us thought maybe... What did we settle on? Like you and I, I think we agreed that he was going to re-up. Yes. And right? Simon, I think Simon was like, I don't know. You never know. He's probably going to become a free agent. Right. I think Simon right. was leaning because toward him becoming a free agent. Because of Simon's animus towards the city of Milwaukee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A, but he later apologized. Right. That's right. He walked it back sh- shortly after. But yes. He did. <laughs> but Giannis signed <laughs> five-year, $228 million Supermax extension. So he's going to be in Milwaukee for the next five to six years minimum, unless he demands a trade like our next guy who we're going to talk about, James Harden, who still has a couple years left on his contract. And the James Harden saga, I just want to give the listeners, if you haven't been following, it's been interesting. It's been crazy. It started out with him making a trade request about a month ago or so. Then he doesn't show up to camp. He's partying in Vegas. Then he flies to the ATL, where this show is recorded, parties with Little Baby, some other new rapper I have no idea who is. Hey, don't don't forget that he made a pit stop at CKT Studio. He did, but he didn't he didn't want to be recorded. You know, we kept his face off the camera and his voice off recorded, the mic. You know, that's you know, all good. Shout yeah, out to that's Big in the lost Jay. tapes. We'll release that one day. That's right. But he finally did show up, and he kind of looked like Kendrick Perkins' long lost brother, overweight, big beard. Yo, can we talk about that for just a second? Let's talk about that. Look, when's the last <laughs> time a play? I mean, it's been a minute since a player came in fat, like from from off season. Yeah, and you know the funny thing was you mentioned he only had a few months to to take. But to no, no, you mentioned that though. But like I remember so when the bubble uh, this past season was about to start, the fear was that hey man, players haven't been playing. I think from like March to June or something, they had like a two or three month layoff. 
And everybody That's feared right. that, oh, man, Jokic, he's a big dude. He's going to get fatter. Everybody's going to be out of shape. And almost like COVID-19? Yeah, and almost every player came back in better shape. Like, Jokic lost, like, 25 pounds. Right. And so it was the opposite. So you're right in the sense I mean, that NBA players, it's been a while since know? somebody just showed up, like, chubby. Right. By there, NBA there standards. There's a few players that would show up kind of fat, and they would just work their way into shape. Uh, but... I remember Sean Kemp. Yeah, Sean Kemp definitely. That. Yeah, he had a couple right. times. Sean but Kemp but the Harden, the a few years ago, actually, yeah. he he's done this over the last few years. Uh, for multiple years in a row, they were always like, "Oh, Harden, he's a little bit eh, out of shape," but you know, he gets buckets. And then last year, but at the start of the 2019 season, he came in really great shape. Now, you know, you're normally out of shape when people comment on how in shape you are this season. Yeah. So like yeah. people were <laughs> like, "Wow, Harden," you know, and you know, he started off like averaging like 40 points the first two months of the season. Right. And then I guess now he's just like. Fuck it. Like the Shaq mentality, right? When Shaq was with the Lakers toward the end of his career, end of his Lakers career, he just wouldn't work out. He was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, what do you say? Like, he used to say, like, I'm going to get, I got hurt on company time. I'm going to rehab on company oh, the, time. Oh, okay. Well, that, well, I thought that like Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen, right? He's no, like, Shaq said that too. Cause, okay. He just cause, said that Because he got, he got fat and he was like, I'm not rehabbing unless I'm on company time. So he showed up fat, now, played his way into shape. So, and I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, but like, uh, and I don't want to psychoanalyze them, but like, do you think it's a reflection of the window in Houston closing and, and James Harden's a little depressed and he's just kind of eating his, like, yeah, I think, you know, I think it has, I, okay. So, you know, there was a, there was something that came out that said, um, Westbrook and Harden had an issue with the owner being, you know, cozying up with Trump. So, oh, the first, so for the yeah. listeners out there, that. Tillman Fertitta, he's the owner of the Rockets. He has been, um, his, a lot of his money is made in like the restaurant entertainment industry. So there's been these rumors the last year since the pandemic, he is struggling because that's a bulk he's of his rich. business. He's paper rich. He's not liquid rich. He doesn't have a, a lot of his money is tied to these things. Correct. That are hurting. So the thing has been, he's always been a little bit of an agitator kind of owner a little bit, but the last year he started to make all these little cuts. Saving money, saving money because people are whispering like, yo, this dude, he ain't right. balling as much as some yeah. of these other owners. So anyways, also, Binyam, aren't uh, uh, before, Binyam, uh, before you continue, the, this is going to be unfair, uh, but the Fertitas are like mobbed up like because the Fertitas were also in the UFC. Like they, uh, they have some connection to shady characters and okay. how they got the, oh, you know so there's a, a, a I mean most people most people that have money up there so Benny, right uh, but they're uh, like ta- you know yeah. that kind of thing but yeah go so ahead. talk about your point about Fertitta and the uh, Westbrook and Harden that relationship so it's it, it, it's kind of like a disgruntled employer okay. right like okay I'm not satisfied you did something to make me mad so I'm going to do something to make you mad and you know the most valuable asset is his body and being conditioned and scoring and getting the team titled because that's how the owner attracts people to come to the stadium and right. you know fill it up if he's out of shape and he just doesn't care you know like, oh he's washed up the you know he it's, it's, it's just like a disgruntled employee so you think every like, in and out burger he has gonna... he's sticking it to the owner <laughs> like fuck you man no, like, give me another give me like, a double yeah, beef because think about it he, he has doesn't he have some kind of like crazy 250 million dollar contract like 200 million well, dollar contract he's, he's, he, he, he was like one of the highest paid contract. Uh, before Giannis well, I he think had he, a he, massive yeah, contract yeah, I guess and he, contract he declined in a 50 million dollar per year extension 100 million dollar extension 
I, right. I, which is, I mean, that's pretty. I mean, he's that, going to get that, that anywhere, anyways. If you're but, declining yeah. fifty million, I wish. I, but still, if you're declining that kind of right. deal, you know, you're going to get a yeah. deeper reader. Yeah. Ooh, shit. yeah, that's like it, it, the, the, your time there. Is I wish I had read the article before we started this, but like there was an article though that went in on the James Harden Houston Rockets era. I read where that. Basically, it's like whatever he wants, he gets. You know, like yeah. So um, and he shows up late to practice. He he basically he kind of they kind of gave him the he's basically LeBron treatment. Even yeah, though the he's superstar not treatment. At, the, at his the, level, I mean, he's a superstar, but he's not like a LeBron kind of guy. You know? Well, the the problem is James Harden. Okay, I every superstar like James Harden. He is a superstar, right? He is a top five, top three, arguably player in the NBA. They're going mm-hmm. to get. This type of treatment, five. right? It, it is what it is. LeBron got some type of this treatment, but the difference with LeBron is obviously he delivered and he kept his body in pristine shape. Yeah. Those kind of things, you know, like Harden is like saying, hey, treat me like I'm the man, but I'm just going to show up when I want and Le- I'll Le- get buckets LeBron, and that's wh- it. Right. So LeBron, uh, what, puts in millions of dollars in his oh, body, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like James Harden puts a little less than that, but it's like through his mouth. Yeah, like in the last but two, but but two the funny weeks, thing you know? is, um, th- this same article I think you're referring to, they went through this whole Houston Harden relationship, and how over the last eight or nine years, Harden has basically had a say in everything from the coaches. So I don't know if you guys remember, but um, Kevin McHale was the coach when Harden first got there, or he got traded. He didn't like Kevin McHale, got him out of there. They switched coaches. He wanted Chris Paul. They gave up a shitload to get Chris Paul. Brought him over. Then he got tired of Chris Paul. Him and had a you know a breakup. They couldn't get along. Basically, Chris Paul said, "Hey man, how come when I'm dribbling, you don't do a goddamn thing? You just sit there. Why don't you do something else?" And Harden was like, "Nah, man. You know that's what I do. I, I get the ball and then I pass it to you, and then I'm just chilling in the corner." Paul didn't like it. That blew up. So Harden demands, "Hey, let's get Westbrook." That trade happens. Now, Westbrook reports came out that Westbrook was pretty pissed off because Westbrook, if you guys know, he's a very uh, disciplined, routine guy. Right. Like Westbrook likes doing everything on time and he likes doing everything the same. Right. So he started to notice that all these exceptions were made for Harden. They would start film study late, practices late, or they would cancel them all together because Harden requested like, hey, I need two days off to go to Vegas. So Westbrook was getting more and more pissed off. So Harden basically said, I don't want that guy anymore either. They got rid of Westbrook. And now they, you know, they made another trade. So they got uh, John Wall, who apparently Harden likes, DeMarcus Cousins. Well, they both are going to, they're going to light up yeah. the nightlight. <laughs> yeah, Rose Bar, right? Uh, so anyways, yeah. the point is Harden got everything his way by all reports. Right? I don't know the guy. I mean, I'm not privy to say what Harden shared with us in the studio, but uh, I don't know the guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, he got everything he wanted, and now he's just like, I'm done. And I'm now done. he wants... So this guy, he was throwing his weight around. I'm going to make a lot of fat jokes. Yeah. Uh, so he's throwing his weight around all this time. And now the final move is trade me and then trade me to teams I want to go to. Don't get me to those racists in Boston or I don't want to go there. I want to, you know, like getting the message out that like if um, if you trade me to some team that I don't want to go to, I'm not going to re-up with them. So they wouldn't want to give up all the pieces for just like a loner, right? So like he's trying to uh, leverage uh, a, a trade that's favorable to him. So like that's why you hear like the Sixers is a one, Brooklyn is another. But basically there are very few teams where he wants to go. Like it would be perfect if he did eventually go up to Brooklyn because like those just 
mental cases. Like if, if you have Durant, who's, who's got like 20 different <laughs> Twitter accounts, yeah. Kyrie Irving, who thinks yeah. like Aristotle, and then James Harden, who just is all about strippers or whatever. I mean, those are great talents, but their character is of uh, some question. You know, so that would be a, a well, good well, fit. Well, but so like, okay, let, let, let's 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 stop the psychoanalyzing because we don't really know Harden. We don't know what's going on in his head. We don't. I don't want to be one of those uh, hot take guys who just assumes everything. Forget all that. Okay. Yeah. We know that his primary destination is Brooklyn. That's what he wants. That's what he wanted from the beginning. He opened right. it up later to say, "Hey, Philly, maybe you know." And then he opened right. it up and like said, "Maybe old, Milwaukee, uh, Miami, maybe, maybe old Miami." Boys there, right? Just yeah, just to clear up on the Philly side because like, uh, uh, what's his face? Daryl uh, Morey. There are more there. So there's. By the way, these 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 GMs, the decision making is just appalling to me. Like this guy has been there for eight years. He hasn't take he hasn't taken you too far. He's very demanding with you know small return. You're paying him out the wazoo. He's coming in late. Like at some point, don't you say, wait a minute, man, devil's advocate. I'm gonna I'm gonna be devil's advocate. Okay, Harden. Okay, say what you want about Harden. Devil's advocate opinion, and I actually kind of believe this. He had to deal with the Warriors, okay? Whatever you think about the Warriors, they're the best or second best team we've ever seen in our lifetime. And he got True. them right there on the cusp of beating them two years in a row. I know they didn't. But he strikes me but, as one of these guys that is never going to win a championship. Like, he's always going to have scoring titles like a Melo. You know, Melo in his prime was always like he was the number two pick. You know, but is Harden Harden is a guaranteed you know, playoff spot, right? Can we can we agree on that? If you have Harden on your team, no matter who you put, yes. you, you can, yeah, you're going to get the playoffs, right? But yeah. is the goal? But is the goal to is the goal to you know overextend your salary cap, make the playoffs, and nothing else? Like why not at that point go for chemistry, pay a little bit less, get a big superstar, you know, that's more disciplined, like maybe a Jimmy Butler. But how often? How you know, often? Okay, kind of go. With how the, often do players who average 37 points a game? come on the market asking for a trade it just it doesn't happen that often so like if you're any franchise that wants to make a big move you got to think about it i I know what you're saying but like the guy forget everything okay forget the way he plays which is not exciting to watch the way he gets his points which is sometimes you know trickery and he's kind of gaming the system forget all that the guy is an amazing offensive player Right, you put them on any team, any team probably, and they're probably going to get to the playoffs. They may not be a high seed, but I, I, look, I'm not a huge James Harden, James Harden guy, but man, the the dude can play, he can get buckets, and he's going to get your team to the playoffs. Yeah, but there's like this it factor, you know what I mean? Like LeBron, for example, even if he wasn't as good as he is, there's like this leadership quality that he puts into the into the locker room there's a camaraderie that he puts in there there's yeah. a come on right. he wants to be competitive right. he wants to right. win like he has that desire to like i know but compared to anybody lebron may... is a little bit unfair i think but yeah i'm, right. I'm just giving an example I... just a, just a psyche just a psyche of like someone that is a championship mentality right. that's a, that thinks like a champ wants to you know like that those are the people that end up winning championships whereas someone like james harden you know it's it's more like a you know it's like a rolls royce like it's, it's nice for the first year or two but you know, you seen one, you seen right. them all. I mean, he's he's like an Instagram right. model, you know, what you know? Very very nice to look at, but like I don't know how far he'll go. Can I ask something basketball related? Because in my estimation, James Harden getting what he wants would be a train wreck. Because like, how would this Brooklyn Nets team oh, God. work? They all want the ball, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if you had a Kyrie. 
KD. KD is moody as shit. Kyrie, I don't understand how he makes friends. And again, I'm doing this unfair analyzing from a distance. Yeah. But like, you know, every like two months you hear something from him where he's just kind of like moody about something. Like, oh, the, the moon is flat or this and, you know, whatever. I don't know how that would work. Like, where it would be fun to watch just to see what would happen. But I'm not sure how it would work in Brooklyn if James Harden went there. Because it'll be fun for a little while, but then as soon as, you know, things go sideways, you know, each one of them will want the ball. There was just a story coming out, I think it was Draymond Green, during the uh, uh, great Golden State years, after uh, Golden State beat uh, Cleveland and... Durant KD was a finals a better, MVP and he right. took it. He went toe to toe with LeBron. Right. And he had the better of him. Right. But then on TV and all the analysts were still kind of giving respect to LeBron. And then KD was at that point starting to say, I want the ball. Like, like I thought I proved my case last year, but it wasn't enough. So like now I need the ball. I can't do this sharing thing. We've already won a title give me the ball. Why is, why is Clay taking that shot? Why is Steph not passing the ball? So he became um, selfish, you know? So like, I suspect that something similar would happen. It's not like, you know, like they're that different now. So like things could be going well. And let's say uh, James Harden has a good month in February, then KD will want to have a good month in March. And then they'll butt heads. I just don't know how this would work. So he may, he may get what he wants eventually, but I don't know if that actually will work in his favor. So, Binium, okay, I guess a uh, short short question is like, do you think it'll work in Brooklyn? Yes or no, and why? No, uh, you've seen it. Um, with, I think Houston had. I can't, I'm trying to think of a few teams. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I remember a few scenarios where you had like three big superstars. And uh, it didn't work because you have to have a personality like a Jimmy Butler. You have to have a personality like a Westbrook. You have to have that like come to the like mumba mentality type thing. Like where you come in five o'clock in the morning, overworking everybody. And those guys just don't have that. You know, like every so like, uh, you know, Durant has a podcast. Um, Kyrie's all about mental health. Um, uh, what's his name? James Harden is about partying. There's no like you, you're not gonna look at them and say, okay, that's a basketball right. guy. Like you, you look at Giannis and you say he plays basketball. He eats, breathes basketball. Right. You know, you look at LeBron, eats, breathes basketball. Like you need that. It, there's that it factor that all three of them don't have that I can almost guarantee you. Like I'm not saying they won't make the playoffs. They'll probably make it to the playoffs. But after about one or two years, like Ham said of like the bickering back and forth he said she said because there's like that that mentality the leadership mentality is not in the building and without that you're not going to go anywhere so i don't i don't i don't see it well my it's just going to be a lot of money for i mean for brooklyn i guess it's good i because, mean it'll be entertaining you know, stadiums will be right. packed you know they'll sell jerseys the 40 40 club with jay will be full like it'll be nice and they'll be the, would they um, be the, they would be the favorite of the east right i mean if, if no hard and Oh you know, yeah, yeah. If they get Harden, have, you know the Celtics right. are they getting get Harden, favorites, probably you know, Miami's. You know, I, I will say um, they would be competitive. I think uh, I think folks are selling Brooklyn short a little bit. Um, I think even without Harden, okay, assuming KD's healthy, these are assumptions. Kyrie's healthy. I mean, KD is arguably the best player in the league. He is. 
He yeah. went toe to toe with LeBron. Katie's a beast. I'm not giving okay, him. Okay, if, if, if you if you take a if you take an equally stacked match team, Durant's on one and LeBron's on the other. It's a toss up, man. Who wins? It yeah. really, really is. I think Durant KD is, is probably really one of player. the only guys, and he's younger. Yeah, and yeah. maybe Kawhi probably that like do not fear LeBron. Like no chance they fear LeBron. They think they're better. Maybe Kyrie too. Kyrie probably thinks he's better than LeBron. I but, mean, I think to be in the NBA, you have to be obnoxiously. No, of course. So but I will say, KD, he lives, breathes, sleeps. He's a basketball lifer, right? He really is. Kyrie, I don't know. I'm sure. He loves hoops too. I, I don't. I can't speak to all that off the court stuff. But if you put them three together, I think they would figure it out, and they would probably be at least in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like the East is not that intimidating. It's top heavy. It's not that competitive. Right. It's top but heavy. You I mean, you have, have that Mil- but you have Milwaukee, Miami should kind of be able to run it back. Yeah, I mean, you have you have people. That's the thing. I think people underestimate chemistry. No, I, I think people yes, get it. Know, that's how like, Miami made it to the finals last year, but. You take you take right, so three top if, ten players on your team, better, arguably. T- it's yeah. hard. No, I'm saying they have better. Talent Can I just say sure. generally, they have generally the best talent in the right. East. You know, the best trio. They all get along. The They're East. all friends. But I just don't think that's going to be enough. Yeah, they're friends. Like Katie and Harden go way back. Katie and Kyrie are really close. But wait a minute. Like, but, I mean, West, Westbrook and 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 Harden are friends too. But then, I, so so that's the kind of circle. I, I know we, we we got done talking about Houston, but like. It must have been a uh, something must have changed because when uh, Westbrook and Harden and Durant, when everybody was in OKC when they were very young, you know, mm-hmm. obviously her, uh, Harden's work ethic was different than what it is now, right? Because it should not have come as a surprise to a Westbrook that Harden is blowing off meetings, so he was probably not pulling any of that. Yeah, but he was. A, but he was yes, but Harden was also he was like coming off fiddle. the bench. He was a young player. Right, like he was a right. six man. So, like he didn't have that right. pull back then. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So like the Harden that is now is different than the Harden that was then, right? So like KD's probably gonna be in the same position as Westbrook. I'm, I bet you Westbrook probably texted that KD's like, "Yo, watch this guy's like he's not." Like what he was before, because doesn't matter he though, be, man. If the dude shows up and he gets buckets, obviously it matters. Matter? I mean, that's what I'm it saying. Like, it clearly yeah, it matters. Matter. I mean, why are like? I, if I'm paying you fifty million, it matters. The, the thing is, like, I, Houston I, I, don't want to get rid of him. Nobody wants like Houston right. doesn't want to get rid of him, and everybody wants to trade for him. So no matter what kind of problem he is, people want him on their team. Still, it's just that, only four or five talent, teams though, have right? enough yeah. assets. I mean, yeah, he's an undeniable talent. I think that. I think that he's an undeniable talent, but I think if you talk to, I bet if you talk to some of the best GMs in the game, um, in the NBA, I bet, and, and that, that have insight into, like, they have a formula for picking players. Like, there's a, you know, you look, you look at the personality, you look at the um, work ethic, you look at the, you know, past trends. When you, like, there's, there's some kind of formula the greats have, mm-hmm. you know. And I bet you a lot of the greats wouldn't want Harden at this point. Yeah, well, maybe when he was younger and he was hungry for the game. But if I'm paying you fifty million, bro, for the sake of this pot, for the sake like, of this I podcast, you, to be, you know, for the listeners, I was hoping that Harden had been traded or re-signed in Houston or something. Now. We had some finality yeah. to it. We don't. We did have finality on the Giannis deal, so at least we know he's staying in Milwaukee. So you know, let's kind of transition. I think the Harden thing is done, right? We we don't know what's going to happen. He's do, back do, in Houston. Uh, can we say is it possible that it? He just stayed in Houston? Yeah, I think it is possible. I mean, depends on how stubborn Houston is in trading him. I think he doesn't want to stay there. But if Houston's like, we're just not going to do anything for four or five months, I think he'll just Man, say, okay, I, he'll, he'll play. He's not going to try to sit Houston, out. You know what would be funny? You know what would be funny? 
if Mark Mark Cuban was like, you know, we're only down the street, man. we're not cheap. Why don't you come play they for got us? No assets, man. If man. if if, yeah. if I were if I were Houston's front office, I would yeah. have scouts going to strip clubs all over the country all and the, then bring them to I Houston. Think that's like the best place to, to get, keep them uh, there just to see what players, he's into. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, you're into yeah. this whole. Yo, sort Houston of thing? has some of the best strip clubs yeah. in this. In the no, nation, no, obviously dog. he's seen all of the strippers that Houston has to offer. He's gotten tired of it. You need to bring you new meat. From Las Vegas and Atlanta and Miami, <laughs> where whatever it takes. Maybe mail order not, Russian brides or something. Yeah, he would he would have definitely signed with Atlanta. I, if that was the you case. know, I I, I he'd be here now. I suspect that uh, James Harden, not just typecast, he's not into. By the Russians. way, uh, Harden came he came by to see us uh, on the podcast <laughs> right after he left. Um, uh, not shooters. Where was that? Uh, Shut down now. No, no, no. <laughs> the main one. Lou, Lou, oh, Lou, uh, Magic, Magic City? City. Where is that? Magic City, yeah, he came after Magic City. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so let's All go right. into a little funner yeah. segment. It's still NBA related, uh, but it's just kind of a. Um, I'm gonna call this segment "You Got Next." So for for basketball lifers, for basketball true fans, their holy grail, their mecca, le la, is Rucker Park, right? But for the rest of us, right. for us CKT folks from Stone Mountain, Clarkson, Georgia, Woodcroft was the yeah, spot, right? The court at Woodcroft. <laughs> so. You'd be waiting your turn behind five or six people. You got next, right? That's what you call. You say, I got next, man. And then you pick your team. So I'm going to give you player A, player B. You're trying to formulate a team to win a game, okay? We're not talking about winning a championship. We just say you just just need to win a game. All right? right. So I'm going to give you some choices. And I just want you guys to pick a player and just quickly tell me why. All right? So I'll start with you, Ham. Kawhi or Giannis? Who you got? And just a, is this a one-on-one? Yeah, we're not talking about building a franchise no, building and they're a using their contract. Forget you're just everything. Just say, just like you're playing you, a you need to win a five. game who you want, man. Okay, but, but I, I, just to stress the point, is the setting a five-on-five basketball yes, game? Yes, or? full court. Yeah, just like a street basketball okay. game. Like, you okay, know, then, 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 then I, I would go with Kawhi. Because? Really? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, he's done it before, and I... I I know, you know, there's the Greek connection. I, do, I, I still don't trust Giannis. What Greek to, connection? You don't even know how to pronounce his name, man. No, it's Giannis. You know, <laughs> it's not Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I trust uh, Kawhi, despite his choke job last year. Uh, I, I think Kawhi still has got, got the goods. Who you got, Benyam? Kawhi or Giannis? Street basketball, I think I'll go with Kawhi Oh, man, well. the claw. Right, you know, street right. ball. The street ball because you know, he's from he's from America, so I'm sure he puts some street ball today. But Giannis, you know, he's probably you know you know cooking some gyros on the side of the street or something. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I got another one. Uh, this one's a little that. little trickier, I think. I don't know, maybe it's tricky, but um, Nikola Jokic or Joel the Process Embiid. Who would you rather have, Jokic or Embiid? Oh, Ham? Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. No, co- Embiid, no contest. Fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, no. Get but Embiid here. is that a far guy, better man. defender. Yeah. Whatever, I'm done with that guy. I've watched a few like this. I just don't. You can't go with defense. Yeah. So you got Jokic. Who you got, Benjamin? Jokic or Embiid? Your African brother, Embiid. Who you got? Oh man, I don't know. Embiid is kind of disappointing. <laughs> when he's on, though, he's know, like an arguably yeah. a top five player. I mean, when he's, he's on, on, he's on, but like he's just not enough. I don't know. There's this. I'll pick him because Ham didn't, and I want to okay, have the same right. team. But I probably wouldn't try to lose. Right. So, so Jokic as well. Okay. Yeah. How about uh, this one's? I'm thinking, I think I know where you guys are going to go with this. 
but I don't think it's as easy of a choice as you think. All right. Okay, the man who's shooting stroke, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, they call it Steffertless. Steph Curry, or the Oaktown legend himself, Logo Lillard, Damian Lillard. Oh, Steph, come on. Steph Curry. I, can I just say something? This is, I, I, this is not a, between those two. I am looking forward to this year just to see Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. I just want to see them back on the court playing. Amen. Amen to that, man. Binium, who you got? Logo Lillard I or just Steph ho- I Curry? I just hope that, you know, I, I've already insulted Steph once, so I'll, 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 I'll be a respectable man this time. I gotta give it. I gotta give Steph. All his right. Respect. Well, I'm gonna chime in. Um. I yeah. I think Steph is the better player. I think, I think he's, so. He's a better competitor but too. I'm gonna go Lillard because Lillard has arguably not even arguably probably the last couple of years Lillard has been better. And some of that has to do with injury. Steph hasn't been on the court better as much. How? Stat wise, like numbers. His okay. shooting. His uh, overall points per game, his teams have fared better. Obviously, I mean, the Warriors know, have been I mean, obviously, Steph Curry's been all, uh, like he's been injured. Like, are, are we counting yeah. that year? Or are we just saying? I'm just even? saying as of late, right? And I know okay. that it was a five-game sample size last year. But without Clay, the Warrior with, with Steph and without Clay, the Warriors were terrible. And obviously, yeah. they had a horrible year. Steph was out most of the year. But I'm I'm not I'm not a Steph skeptic, but... I just want to see how well he will do without a bunch of great shooters around him. Because, I mean, for most of his career, he's had Clay, Not a bunch of other yeah. great shooters, but he has arguably the second greatest shooter of all time and, next to him. And, so, and you've been pretty high on Clay because you picked him. Like, oh, I love Clay. In, in certain, I told yeah, you I'd yeah. take him. Clutch shot. But yeah. my point yeah. is that Lillard has never – I mean, C.J. McCollum is pretty good, but he's not the type of shooter that Clay is. So, like, Lillard yeah. has willed these Blazers teams into the playoffs multiple years. Uh, it's close, and I, 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 in my I, heart, I, I want to say Steph, okay? So I do think Steph, right, but right. for the sake of being different, I'm going to say Lillard, and I think it's closer than you guys think. Steph had a year, just uh, just to show you how out of whack Steph was in his, prime, in his peak. He had a year where he had more than 400 threes. Is that correct, Urban? Correct. Like, NBA 400. record. 400. And he shot over 40 points. or 45% on him. So there's it, never been as good of a volume shooter as him. Yeah. But he's an obscene shooter. But that whole thing of like um the whole thing that separated Steph four or five years ago when he really started going off, nobody took the threes he took and made him at the clip he did. Nobody took thirty footer threes. Because yeah. if you take right. a thirty footer three and you can hit 35 percent of it, that is like an amazing stat. Amen. And, yeah, right. And he was there at that number. But now Lillard, Trey Young, sometimes Luca, these guys are doing a little bit of what Curry did. So it right. kind of waters down, not waters down, but it kind of just says, okay, well, other guys can do that too. Other guys can do it. And also, like uh, your boy Lillard, he eliminated, uh, okay, I think uh, Paul George was right when he said, look, I defended him well. Like that wasn't, that was just a, a lucky shot. Because yeah. like, right, I mean, it was like, yeah, I mean, are you, are defenders <laughs> supposed to be pre- defending 30, 40 feet? Like, I mean, it's getting ridiculous to where these guys are, just casually, I, I think people don't have a, a, a good appreciation of what how difficult those shots are. They're just casually shooting threes from halfway, and they're not like you know they're not struggling with it. They just like their form is intact. They're not like sacrificing form. They just chuck the ball with relative ease with their legs, and it goes you, in. Like how how can you defend that? Like I mean, uh, yeah, I mean you can't do it. The listeners know, you know, yeah, we record up Atlanta. Trey Young, 
right? Uh, they call him, the, a lot of people say he's the next Curry. I, I think that's way too lofty of a comparison. But he does Curry stuff. Like, I watch a yes. lot of Hawks games. I watch a lot of Warriors games, too. But Trey Young, this is what he does. He comes up. As soon as he's past the logo, the defender is not on him because he knows I got to give him space, but he's aware. He will not look off Trey Young, even though Trey Young is, you know, 40 feet from the rim, right? So that respect and the, the fact that the guy can hit it at a 35-plus percent right. clip, like that changes basketball, right? This is why a lot of people, even the, the president, former president Obama himself, is like there advocating for like uh, moving back the three-point line because it's like too easy now because anybody can okay. hit a 23-footer. Like, Don't you whatever. think it would be better just to have an upper limit like my theory? Upper limit after a certain point, a three pointer just counts like two. Basically, it's like you hit, you <laughs> maximize your three points. From this point on, it's all the same. So move the ball in the in the paint, get get it back to the way it used to be. You know, like because if you, move, I mean, if they're gonna move it, it's just gonna move what like a f- uh, like six inches or a foot at the yeah, most. Yeah, they're not gonna go crazy. But they're the idea was they, they they tinkered around with the idea of a four point shot. Things like that where they have like an ultra deep range where it's worth four points. Things like that. Um, I will say I will say there has been there has been more and more analytical, statistical leaning writers in the past, basketball guys who are advocating for like bringing back the post game. Basically, their argument is like all these three pointers is kind of ruining the um, aesthetics of the game. People just right. see everybody shooting threes like. You don't get to see this amazing athleticism like you used to do, like Benium referenced earlier, Sean Kemp or whatever, right? Like these guys would get in the post, they dunk on people, they do crazy moves in the paint. You don't see as much of that because everybody's That's, trying to shoot threes. Right. Or like, you know, you take even a guy like, um, I mean, Rondo used to do this before the big three-point. He would get in the lane and he would dish it out because he wanted an assist. But now the mentality is I don't care about the assist per se. I'm just trying to open up a guy for a three-point shot. So guys will go empty in the lane I mean, right. Jimmy Butler did this in the finals a few times. He was open, and he would pass it out to a three-point shooter. Because that's like the better shot. In yeah, yeah, analytically. I mean, but think about it, though. That's more, that's more of a I know, but the, argu- the argument to, to be made is, points, like, are right? we fans going to be bored with the game because it just looks like anybody can play because anybody can shoot a three versus mm. back in the days. <laughs> at that clip? At, I mean, at that no. clip? I mean, I'm just saying that there's an argument to be made that when the post face. game was more present, you saw more but I think that's why people feats of want, athletic uh, endeavor. But that's why everybody's on uh, Zion's nuts, you know, because he's kind of slowly bringing they like that. They like the physical. That, you know, just, All right, speaking of Zion, ass. I got two more yeah. player comparisons, okay? Uh, Bam Adebayo. Well, a lot of people call him Bam Adebayo. I don't, I don't know why people keep calling him Adebayo, but Bam Adebayo... Or Zion. C- come on. Come on. What, is that easy? Zion, not- man. It's not even close. Bam just got a max. Get out of no? here. Zion is like the great, like uh, undeniable talent. That guy is so good. Benium? He is Benium? unbelievably <laughs> good. I am all in I haven't, on Zion. I haven't seen him play enough. Oh, to, to, no. To I've seen that. enough. This guy is I haven't monster. seen him, you know, enough. In, 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 I, can't, I can't comment because I, I, can't, I haven't he, seen him. He, he needs enough. to, you know, uh, stay in shape. In the NBA. Like, he can't least. get too fat. But, like, if he stays yeah. in shape, that guy He's fat is, enough right now. Because he, he, his center of gravity is So, a Peloton deal will be one of the worst things that can yeah, happen. Yeah, all he got to do is stay healthy, man. Like, if Zion, I mean, that's a big if. But if he can stay healthy, kind of like Joel Embiid, like, when Embiid, if people are like, hey, if he stays healthy and in shape, yeah. he could be one of the best big men ever. Same right. thing with Zion. If he stays healthy and in shape, he could be one of the best players ever, potentially. Not like, right. I don't know about top 10, but definitely in that conversation. 
Because he's okay. like a he's like a, 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 a like a rich man's. He had the potential to be a rich man's Charles Barkley. Oh yeah. He's, oh yeah. You know he's. I mean he's putting up numbers in a preseason already, and apparently the the Pelicans played, have to, the Pelicans have said too. no minutes right. restriction this year. Right. We're gonna right. let Zion go. Okay. Last one. We already kind of touched on this, so this should be quick. And when I first posted this, I thought it was clearly one answer over the other. But from the conversation we've already had, I think it's changing. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, or James Harden? I'll go Butler. Okay. You know, I've I made a lot of fat jokes, but... Like, uh-huh. what you got? I'm going to stay with James Harden. Harden like healthy Harden. Harden. Like, it depends what kind of shape he's in, right? right. I, I know, you know, I know... Let's assume I'm, they're both in good right, shape, right? Let's just assume. I know right about now, Simon like, I, are you kidding me? Jimmy Butler, man, he's yeah. the yeah. truth, I, I, man. He wants it more, but no... Despite all of the poo-pooing I've done on yeah, Harden, James Harden would be better on the street. Give me Harden. Yeah, Harden's, uh, I, yeah on, on the street top he would be better, but I'd probably go. With, I, I, I would bank on Butler's hunger. I'm gonna go. And the other. I'm gonna go I with Harden. I think uh, Jimmy Butler. I don't know what he was sipping on. That that what is this thing called? Big face coffee, whatever in the bubble. But uh, he played above his head in the finals. He definitely right. those some of those games that he had. I don't think he'll ever be able to duplicate it again. So. I love It'll be interesting to see if 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 the Ooh. Heat can duplicate because like now they're just in a regular setting. They're, everybody's back playing it in their arenas, traveling. Well, let's let's digress well, a little bit. Let's talk about that. There there have been uh, rumblings of like, oh, the Heat were a fluke. Like they were perfectly built for the bubble because the quote unquote Heat culture. Like, do you think they were just built for the bubble and they exceeded when everyone else faltered, or they're like know, legit? I, I, I want to give them their due, so I don't want to deny them that. But okay. it will be interesting to see how they look this year in a more regular environment. And by the end of the season, by the way, fans will be back in the arenas. Yeah. Right? So they're mm-hmm. going to open without any fans. I think like the Raptors, now that they're, they've been banned from Canada, so they're, they're going to play Tampa. in Florida. Yeah. They're going to have some fans. The Hawks are going to have a few fans. And they're going to slowly, probably after All-Star break, slowly try to introduce fans into it by the end of you know when the playoffs hit and the idea is to uh, have the nba finals complete the week before the summer olympics in in tokyo begin so like by then we should be in a better footing with this virus right and so we're gonna have more fans so it'll be interesting to see if miami can replicate what they did because you're right if they if they fall back a little bit People are going to say, oh, that was just a flash in the pan, heat culture. It was the setting more than the team. And they're going to deny them their credit. I mean, if your name is not not LeBron, it is very hard to get back to the finals in consecutive years, okay? Right. Especially in the East. They don't have to make it to the finals, but I'm saying, like, they should, I mean, they should be good enough to be. In the in in the Eastern Conference semifinals or finals, depending. They on what should be in the, the they should be in the Eastern Conference finals. I think minimum. I know, but like, if, they should if, be. You think so? Like a fully healthy KD. Yeah. And a and a Giannis, like they should be Brooklyn and Milwaukee, with Miami and Toronto being the like two, you know, one B, you know, like the the second group of teams. Yeah, the East. So, I mean, um, you know, every year when the NBA starts, I'm so excited. And then the finals, the playoffs come, I'm even more excited, even when I think I'm going to be disappointed. Then free agency, I'm like, eh, nothing's going to happen this year. Every free agency for the last three, four years has been more exciting than you anticipated. And then, you know, the start of the season, I, two months ago, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, big deal. The Lakers are going to be good again, Clippers. 
And I find myself excited again because there's all these new storylines happening. And I think most of them are in the East. The West is kind of like stand pat for the most part. I think most of the teams are locked in. But the East, you, I mean, especially if Harden ends up in the East, whether it's Philly or Brooklyn or who knows where, the East is going to be crazy. And then Giannis resigned. So obviously that was kind of up in the air, even though you and I, Ham, we we thought it was inevitable. Um, Right. But regardless, um, we're not going to get into title predictions and everything. It's way too early, right? We don't know nothing. I mean, later on, maybe we'll do a preliminary Lakers. too early to tell finals prediction yeah. or something. But we're not there yet. So the, the season is starting. We're all excited. You're going to hear a shitload of NBA talk on the buffer every other week when you tune in. So tune in for that. Um, I'm excited for the Hawks. They're, everybody's <laughs> putting them in the eighth seed. So hopefully at least the Hawks can at least get the eighth seed. Hopefully the sixth seed. Because if you're in the sixth seed, you don't have to play in anything. Seven, eight, nine, and ten will have to have a play-in tournament. Anyways, let's go on to college football, which we had kind of a a funny story. This is not COVID-related. Well, there's parts of it that are COVID-related. But um, the SEC, right? Everybody right. knows. If you don't know, listeners, I'm an ACC guy. But I live in SEC country, so what are you going to do, right? SEC leads the topics all the time. The Florida Gators, Ham. What happened to the Florida Gators? So Chomp, chomp. Okay. So Florida had been looking good this year. My team, by the way. They, My team. You know I'm a big Oh, yeah, I know. Guy. Actually, we're, we're, see, I, I'm not, man, it's too bad Simon missed this episode because wasn't he as, uh, before be, he was at Georgia Bulldog? He, so we grew growing up, growing up, me and Simon were both You guys were into the – can I – can, can We were a very – Emmett Smith, ask, man, Florida Gator himself, they were big fans. Well, was that – is that what it was? What, what got y'all into – because you guys were in high school in Georgia. What's his name? Was it Danny Warfield? Was it Danny? Oh, the, uh, yeah, Danny Warfield. Steve Spurrier. Uh, Danny Warfield, yeah. And Steve oh, Spur- that, yeah, that, the 96 team, there. okay. Yeah, there's like a big craze, and, and we got into it. And I just, I never got off of the boat because, you know, obviously I didn't go to Georgia. And that was right. back in the, like, um, who was so, the coach? Ray Golf or whatever? Like, that like, was the, the down that. years of Georgia. And Florida was right. just like the shit, right? They chucked the ball everywhere. Through. Like, blazing through. Yeah, they were the team to watch, man. They had, I mean. So, okay, so that's why yeah, you got, okay, so you got to big. But, yeah. So, so what Florida, happened to these Gators, man? So, so Florida looking good this year. Uh, they're the going to be the representatives coming out of the East. They were playing a down LSU team. LSU won the national title last year, but they've had a terrible year. Oh yeah. So they were playing against one another, and it was basically a foregone conclusion that you know Florida was just going to stomp on LSU. That I didn't think it was a foregone case. conclusion, but okay, go I ahead. I did. You know, I did the simple math. And I'm like, this is going to be a curb stomping. <laughs> Ham, that- it just means more in the SEC. So you knew LSU <laughs> was going to show up. Come on. <laughs> they showed up because they were leading. So Florida got back in the game. They eventually get in a third down situation. Florida stops LSU. So they're about to get the ball back late in the fourth. They get the ball back. They get to drive and win the game, right? So they stop him on third down, and one of the players on Florida's defense, he sees that the LSU player, his shoe came off. So he picks up his cleat, and he hurls it down the field in celebration. But hold on. Who, refs, okay, okay, hold on. What, what was this? Was it Florida up at the time, or was LSU up? Who so was it up? was a tie game. Oh, okay. Late in the fourth, and... 
they they stopped them on third down. So they're going to get the ball back with an opportunity to, to get a uh, – But do you think uh, like um, – I, I didn't I watched the highlight, but like it wasn't one of those things where like he threw the shoe to waste time because the guy would have to go no, run no, for no, it. No, 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 no. He just did it, it as like a like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Like just a, just a hot fuck dog. Fuck your couch. Like, you know, yeah, fuck your shit. So the ref flagged them immediately. And, and I will say this. I, I pay attention to, to refs all the time because they, they kind of get a bad rap. Everybody always shits on refs. But there is nothing refs love more than calling those kind of penalties. Don't ever give them that opportunity. <laughs> they will flag you 100% of the time. If if you try to like do some sort of showboat thing. So so what happened due to the penalty? They obviously flagged so the him. Was it unsportsmanlike? Unsportsman. So the funny thing is the ref. 15-yard penalty? Or? He calls unsportsmanlike conduct, and he specifies that he threw the shoe down 20 yards. <laughs> He's like throwing it 20 yards. They gave LSU a first down. Yeah. Then LSU goes on. I mean, their kicker did all the work because he hit like a 50-plus yarder. Mm-hmm. Florida gets uh, uh, Florida gets the ball back. Their guy has an opportunity to kick a fifty yarder too, to kind of push it into overtime, and yeah. he shanked it. Yeah, but it was like it wouldn't have been this back and forth. It would have been like they would have gotten the ball back. They would have had more over. time to to do more. But it was just like, and, and now Florida is basically out of playoff contention. You know, because they've lost twice. But can they? They can still win the ACC, though, right? They can win the SEC. What if they beat an undefeated Alabama, Alabama yeah, in the SEC title game? For the SEC They're you not Everybody's because they've lost it. twice. So Alabama's in no matter what. Clemson's in no matter what. Notre Dame's in no matter what. So three out of the four playoff spots are full. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Clemson's in no matter what. Did you say that? Yeah, I mean, well, assuming Clemson went beats okay, Notre Dame, okay. and, 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 and I believe you don't. Well, th- you don't think like, a two-loss Florida team. That beats an undefeated Alabama team. I mean, team. they would have. First of all, I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. Over by the time a t- this, over an Ohio State team that played five or six games. Come on. So by the time this uh, aired, I'm going to look like an idiot because the SEC championship game is going to happen. <laughs> but it is a foregone conclusion. Alabama is going to win. Alabama is so much better. Wait, than the Florida. title or the SEC? The SEC title game. Okay. Well, right, the, so by okay. the time the listeners hear this. I'm going to either look very smart or very stupid. How'd that work but out with Alabama. the Miami Heat against the Celtics <laughs> conference finals prediction? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Why you got to bring up old shit? <laughs> but uh, Alabama is, is, is very good. So Alabama and, and Florida playing in, in the SEC. Damn, Alabama. And, uh, Alabama is, oh, man, they've been so good for the past, like, eight years. And this years. team is very good this year, like, too. They, are, they just, are a very good team. They, they never, like... It's like it's like what Georgia fans. I know. For. Oh man, imagine how like, a, like oh man, they're so good. Like these people are actually. Very imagine good. how obnoxious like, Georgia are. fans would be if we yeah. had Alabama. Oh, record. Man. Oh, man. oh man, man, I would hate to have Simon on the. Oh man, <laughs> Georgia's obnoxious enough oh, as it man. is. Be the but, Georgia uh, Bulldog. You know, of you the know, day. I had a coworker of mine. He, um, of he's a fan of Alabama, and so like you know, he was telling me he was like. I was asking him, I was like, hey, you know, who do you root for? He's like, oh, you know, I live in Alabama, so I'm, I'm an Alabama guy, you know, Bear Bryant back in those days. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I heard Alabama fans, you guys are obnoxious, you know? And he was like, yeah, you know, I hear that, but you know the worst fans in the SEC? He's like, I've been, I've been to every game. <laughs> he's like, it's Georgia fans. And he was oh, like, yeah. you know, he's like, I went oh, to a yeah, Georgia game, 100%. Alabama versus Georgia, like 100%. 10 years ago, and I, you know, I took my grandkid there. 
and like uh, we had we had got an interception or something, and I was you know wearing my Alabama colors, and these Georgia fans were just yelling obscenities at me, and I had my little child there, and we were just like, seriously, man, what is going on? So I was like, seriously, come on, worse than like Auburn, LSU fans, like you've seen them all, right? Dude, can I? And he was like, can- <laughs> yeah, Georgia's the worst. It's like, okay, damn. you you know yeah. you know how America's uh, anthem talks about rockets and rockets, bomb- red glare, right? Like Georgia is in their song, they talk about there's nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious yeah, Georgia. Like, fan, fan, yeah. When you when somebody takes ownership of being obnoxious, take them at their yeah. word. You know. Hey, like, to, to be fair to the Georgia, listeners, Georgia okay, we are not biased. Abdurrahman, Allen, Ham, the Papa John's delivery boy himself, he went to Athens, right? He graduated from the University of Georgia, so we're not just shitting on the. Although SEC. to be fair, is there anything that I am part of that I? People that are from that think that I'm like a sellout. Like Somalians probably think I'm a sellout. Georgia fans probably think I'm a sellout. Like Everything. I'm not a good example to say like, oh, this guy. Like I bet you if there was some sort of story about Atlanta, oh, those Atlanta murderers. Yeah, don't trust. Like, well, I we, think we know your heart lies in Mississauga. It doesn't lie in fucking Atlanta. <laughs> so we know you're a sellout to this fucking city too. I, I don't demonstrate a lot of civic pride, let's say. But like Georgia hasn't, I mean, we're all old as shit. You know, like Binyam's going to start going to the doctor every now and again. No one here has been alive to see Georgia win a title. Even Georgia Tech won a title. I bet you Georgia State's going to win a title sooner. Even little old, even yeah, little yeah. old Clemson, who Georgia had the had the had the kind of the ability to roast all those years, right? Clemson was like pulling a Clemson choking, and Georgia said, "Hey, at least we're not those guys." They've won two titles in the last five years, so it's like shit. Right. Damn. <laughs> I hate when I root for Georgia. <laughs> Because I feel the disappointment. Come on, Georgia's got to. I mean, Georgia's due. We got to win one at some point. Let me I tell you, man. Okay, the, for I the mean, listeners out there, I'm, I'm a Georgia Tech graduate. In the past eight years, you're probably as good as you. For the get. listeners, I'm a Georgia Tech graduate. Right. I'm an ACC fan. Okay, okay. Uh, part of our fight song. Oh, shout out yeah. to my Georgia State Panthers. Yeah, shout baby. out Come to on, Georgia State. We're being number one research baby. school in the United States. So, Georgia State. Our song has a part in it. Our fight song has what's the good word. To hell with Georgia, hell right? Georgia. So yeah, we sure. clearly, we have a disdain for Georgia as well. But when that Tua game, when Tua came in the title and he uh, came in out of nowhere and threw that long bomb, I felt for Georgia, man. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry I mean, to all my Georgia Tech fans, all my rambling wreck out there, but I felt some pain for Georgia fans because that's a tough way to go down. Obviously, there's been a bunch of other way ways that they've lost right. miserably of the last few years, but, but man, that was, that was I mean, rough because that game right, felt that like was it was bad, locked yeah. in. Also, yeah. uh, for what it's worth, I actually watched that game. That's how bad I felt. As a side it. note, I watched it and I was like, oh. <laughs> again, a waste of time. Uh, as a side note, I did make a, a tiny little profit betting against Georgia that game. Don't you so. always? Don't you always? <laughs> That's so dirty, Ham. That's so dirty. All right. So um, the final topic we'll talk about for college football, at least, right? As you can see, listeners, we don't get into the nitty gritty. We don't get into all the stats. We like to talk about the interesting topics, right? So the Ohio State. Oh, that's right. Their game against Michigan got canceled, which was funny because on the lead up there, Kirk Street, a few other player uh, commentators were joking that hey michigan might forfeit because right. the requirement in be, the big 10 is to have six games will forfeit so they won't have six and they won't get to play for the national title potentially what ended up happening is due to covid on both sides i believe michigan ohio state got canceled the big 10 
made a change to the rules and said, hey, you no longer have to play six to get into the title. It's all good. Ohio State, you can go. So what do we think about that? The exception that was made for the Ohio State. Ham. So I, um, I knew this was inevitable, right? I mean, the Big Ten kind of set themselves up to fail in this regard because there was no scenario where they would deprive their Ohio State from making it to the title game because of other teams canceling it. And especially a rival like Michigan, because like it was, it was perfect how it worked out to where it would have been. I mean, Michigan has had a terrible year. I think Harbaugh with his khakis, he's seen better days. He's likely not going to stick around in Michigan for long, but they had the opportunity to deny their rival from a game to qualify for the conference title game. But as soon as that happened, the Big Ten just said, you know what? We made up the first rule. We'll just change the rules again to make it so Ohio State can play. Because, you know, Ohio State's a very good team. They're probably up there, top four, top five team. So they should be in the conversation, right? So, so they shouldn't be denied the opportunity. But the Big Ten should have known. But, they, but okay, if any other team in a Power Five conference had played only five games— I mean, would but we the, be giving this benefit not, of the doubt just because yeah, what they're of talented? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, and also because they're one of the blue blood teams. I know, you know but don't you have to prove your so, talent, okay. not just if, say, "Hey, if, we have a great recruiting class." No, and we're really. if if, no. if Alabama played no. five games, that'd be in, right? Yeah, but Ohio State and Alabama. No, no offense, my Ohio State people, but uh, yeah, but right, I know but what you're saying. Their program is at that level. Yeah, they're not. Ohio, but isn't it on? Okay, okay, I'm gonna make the argument for the little guy, the mid middle guy. Isn't it unfair that just because Ohio State has talent, that typically in a normal year, they would prove it out, right? They'd go 10-1, and 11-1, whatever. They would prove it out on the field, and you would say, okay, the record's better and the talent's better. But this year, the record but is not better guy. than a lot right. of teams because they haven't played that many games. So, like, I know what you're saying. Blind test, Ohio State will probably beat any of these other Cincinnati's, Indiana's, all these right. other teams. They will probably whoop that ass. Okay, they will. But – Shouldn't we have let that play out on the field? And remember, the Big Ten was the one. Okay, let's go back. The Big Ten was the one who thought they were holier than thou in August. They said, you know what? We're not even going to play this season. We're going to cancel because the pandemic, we are better than that. Once the SEC and ACC decided, man, fuck that shit. It's the Bible Belt. We're going to play regardless. Then the Big Ten said, oh. Yeah, well, okay. It looks uh, like a season is yeah, going to happen. We, we, yeah, uh, right. We'll start and, in and, October. Well, I mean, I mean, let's just be honest about it. Let's just call, you know, a spade a spade. That's their that's their flagship program that brings in the most ratings and the most money. But is and it right? I know that. Is it right? Else is it right? It, you know what I mean? Like it's it's dude, come on. Like this is you're talking about you're talking about plantations. Right? <laughs> it's just many plantations. Like it is what it is. Like they make up the you know the, the 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 slave owners make up the rules as they go. Well, yeah, so college is definitely no a surprise there. The college By the way, sports landscape, man, and they work for free. Well, Ohio State is not uh, depriving some Cinderella undefeated mid major. What know? about Coastal Carolina? It, it would be like tech, yeah, but Coastal Carolina is not going to be in it. Uh, it would basically going to be like Texas A and M or a two loss Florida or something like that. It wasn't going to be like some deserving quote-unquote team but a&m like has a, a good schedule a&m has done really really well so like right i don't know but man i mean um right. i don't the follow college that, that much college but like football, 
I get college it. Football is just it's just too the politics involved is just too much too many other factors other than going on the field but, and proving but it yourself. Should, That's what right. I don't like. But about. it should be like the the players for Ohio State they didn't put themselves in the position to only play five games, right? Circumstances yeah. or, or, you know, things that were beyond their control caused this to happen. You know, so like the, the, the Big Ten Conference started the season very late. They didn't have any uh, wiggle room to, to reschedule games because it started so late. Uh, and then other teams, for whatever reason, uh, their players tested positive and they couldn't play. You know, so like it wasn't really, it's not like, you know, Ohio State is benefit. Like they didn't do anything wrong necessarily. They didn't play enough games. I know. Yeah, I but, know. but, but I'm just, did, but at the same time, it's know. not fit. It's not, you don't, that's not a good way to demonstrate to young athletes that if you do things the right way, you know, like these are life lessons too. Like you're, you're teaching them early on that. There is a such thing as privilege. And if you are a part of this privileged group, you know, even if you don't do things the right way, if we can, you know, we can somehow make a case or you have one foot in, you're good. You get like, it's right. just, it's just right. bad taste. Right. I don't know. I just think it's. All right. Well, we can move on. Can. Any other thoughts on college football? We have a little, the more of the fun, silly topics that we. I, I will. I, just, just, uh, just for the record, you know, uh, because if, if I'm wrong, I'll just say I was under the influence of the virus, so yeah, you can't that, pin this down That on is me. true. But uh, <laughs> Alabama's going to win the national title. You think Locked that every year, man? Come on, man. What kind of hot take is that? That's a virus take. You don't Alabama's believe in sunshine? Up. Come on, man. They got Alabama's <laughs> number, dog. I did what, when, I was, uh, when I was clean, when I was uh, uh, in a different world. But now I'm, I'm you know. It's, it's, it, it reminds me of I'm watching The Crown. Oh, how far along are you? By the way, that's a great show. It's pretty good. How yeah. far are you? So are you in the fourth season? The Prime Minister. I'm in. Uh, and no spoiler alerts, oh, man. Our man. listeners, they yeah, might want to watch uh, The Crown. What's Come his on, name? Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I'm not gonna spoil it. But what's you know the second Prime Minister after Winston Churchill? His name is Anthony. Um, I forget his name. Anthony something. Okay. He's a he's a he's a Prime Minister after Churchill. Yeah. And uh, there's there's a scene where. He like gets really pissed with the Egyptian president and goes oh, to war with that's him. Right. You know, the, over the Swiss Canal. Yeah. And the, the reason was, you know, apparently like I was re- I was like, what happened? And then he apparently was high off of this this old drug. You're talking about Anthony Eden. Delusional. I just looked it up. Anthony Eden. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. He, he, wasn't, a Anthony yeah, Eden, yes. he wasn't a very good uh, prime minister. At least he was depicted poorly yeah, he, on the show. Man, I wish I, I wish we could bring him on the show, but he he's definitely one of the few. I know this is of bad taste, but he's he's definitely one of the grease balls of the week for me. Hey, man, don't spoil the grease ball. Everybody's looking forward oh, no. to that. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. But yeah. He does By the, the way, show. man, on a future anyhow, buffer, man, it reminds on me a of that episode of the buffer. We need to talk about some type of show or something because we all independently watch a lot That's of true. TV. So we need to bring one of these uh, shows. Yeah like, yeah, like a buffer kind of, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it, actually, yeah, all of you. And, and, and if any of the listeners have a suggestion of like a show we can watch and we can kind of do like a segment on it, you know, that that actually is a pretty good idea. Yeah, I watch a shitload one of, of the TV best dogs. You can so watch like, is, yeah. uh, let me tell you, one of the best things you can watch is Boosie's Instagram. I'll tell hey, you we're going right to get to that, man. Come on, man. This is this has become the, <laughs> the chicken sandwich and the fucking Boosie podcast. That's what it's become, I'm more, I'm, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been more of a movie guy. And uh, by the way, I'm going to break uh, my uh, quarantine. So my quarantine lines up to where Christmas Eve is my 10th day. Mm-hmm. So on the 11th yeah. day is Christmas Day. So I'm going to go 
assuming I get a negative test. I'm not, I'm not an asshole, but as soon as I get a negative test and pass my 10 days, I'm going to go see Wonder Woman 1984 in the, theater? in the theater. But you have HBO Max, right? You're gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. but it's, it's a theater. Come on. Okay, okay. But, but yeah, so like... <laughs> the, to miss the opportunity to spread the virus? Why would I do... And stay home Okay, and so keep uh, it to myself? Safely go to the theater. How dare you, Benjamin? I'm not spreading any on. virus. Zero viruses. Actually, before we move on, can I just say okay. something? You know how coaches have coaching trees? Yep. My, my COVID tree is one branch and it's dead. No spread. <laughs> Perfect. What do you mean? You no know that guy spread. in New Orleans? Did you infect him? No, Is that why he's dead? Like, like, you know, other people, like, uh, <laughs> like we're going to talk about the, the grease ball, the guy who died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spread his fucking virus. That guy was very irresponsible. Mine was perfect. Go on. Not that you know, you don't... Of, that, that I know, know of, yes, of yeah, course. I, mean, I, I know probably communist China. China. If you saw the, line, the, the, the tree between who you've contacted when you got it, because, hey, we hung yeah. out two weeks ago, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> we did, right? We, we yeah, you're still alive, your aren't you? You're still alive. I am still alive, and nobody else is go. sick in my house, so thank God. That's right. But let's yeah. transition to these are the sillier topics. We got the sports out of the way. I know for right. you listeners here, again, I'll reiterate, I mentioned this many times. We have chapters, timestamps. If you get bored by the sports, you get bored by the pop culture, you can skip around wherever you want. We're going to get into the more the pop culture entertainment section. So, to be fair, all transparency, uh, Binium always sends out these uh, pop culture topics, and I probably 50% of the time look at them. Here's another one I'm going to let, I think Binium uh, brought this to our attention. I'll let him kind of describe it. But um, Olivia Jade, what is this, Binium? Tell us about this. Tell the listeners about this. So Olivia Jade is the daughter of Laura Laughlin. From from Full House. Full House fame, Uncle Jesse's wife. Full House, yeah. Yeah. Uncle Jesse's wife, right? So that's, that's the daughter. And uh, they made um, a lot of um, headlines last year, I believe it was, for um, paying a USC coach $500,000 to basically back-channel their daughter into USC as some kind of athlete like, yeah, like, yeah, and to, to, to get them admitted, right. and they got caught. Right. And she paid, uh, I think they, they paid half a million dollars to get her in, but somehow that whole thing, you know, came out into the public. Well, I don't eye. understand. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop you real quick. I heard, I heard a little bit about this beforehand, but you know, USC is not Ivy league. What is this big push to pay to get these kids into schools that are public schools? Well, well I mean, USC is a private school, but, uh, and yeah, Oh, is it? Okay. I didn't know Ivy, that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. USC is like a, a very expensive private school, but so th- this whole scandal is basically the parents who have means, right? They're basically trying to assure that their kids go to the certain schools, you know? So they will concoct scenarios to where uh, they'll pretend their kid is like, does a, a chess, yeah, player, chess example, player or right? like uh, kayaking or some goofy cornhole thing. expert corn. Yeah. If they don't offer scholarship for <laughs> cornhole, but if they did, they would be all over. Yeah. Basically they were using their position to guarantee their kids got into certain schools. Yeah. Right. And so that's what happened with Lori Laughlin and this Massimo Gianulli guy, the Massimo Gianulli. Right. So basically I'm not actually sure what the origin was. It's gotta be some sort of snitching, right? Somebody must have But what what's the this this story broke a while ago. So what's new? Right. It was a 
Well, okay, so what's new is um, the, the story broke, and the whole point is in the culture that we live in now, right? It's just sad that, you know, the more privilege you have, the more privilege you keep. Right. Right? So it's it's that concept of the rich get richer and the poor get right. poorer. Right. And, and this is an um, exacerbation of that concept, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and the sad thing about this girl is she didn't even need to go to college. Honestly, she, yeah, she was yeah. uh, on Instagram. Right. She had she was like a influencer deals. Right. Right. Yeah, she's yeah she's an Instagram influencer. She had all kind of endorsement deals. I mean, the girl was doing fantastic. She was she has like a few million followers on Instagram. That alone is gonna set you up. So like um like uh like like Gam said on the um on uh, the Red Table Talk. She will be fine. Right, she'll, yeah. Like, there's no doubt that she's going to be right. fine. And also, she herself, uh, and by the way, this is like, you know, like a 19, 20, 21-year-old. Th- these are, this is a young kid. She did not commit any crimes. Her parents both, I, I don't know when the uh, the Red Table Talk thing table happened, talk. but so when they week, recorded yeah. it, they said that both of the parents were serving their jail time. In jail. So they were, and, and you know. Yeah, they're, they're both yeah, in jail. So they're both, so both parents are in jail. And so this, she went on this show, and there was some hesitation. Can I just say something? This is the first time I've seen this program. It's like on Facebook Watch. Oh yeah, Red Red yeah. Talk. It has some. It good, is. Uh, so can that's I just where, say something? Yeah. That's where, uh, it, it, yeah. it, it, it is. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I watched. The, you know, unlike some co-host here some losers right. like this guy so here i right. you know that when, just when, walked away from the whole conversation you know, when, when, when benyam yeah. sends a clip i watch you know that's the one thing i do i'll watch because uh but do you watch the whole thing come on the whole thing yeah god damn I, no I, life he, you just missed you just you just missed the part where he said it was actually really so, good he thought but, that raid but table talk was actually very maybe good. i just was like I don't know what what prejudice I had in my head because I've heard of the show because the, the the first time I've heard of it the Jada Will it Smith was thing? something to do with Will Smith yeah yeah like cheating on right. somebody I was like oh, I don't want to hear about I don't for some reason I just don't like hearing people cheating on each other so I was like I just don't watch those things so what when I when I heard by the way that was probably one of the best oh was ones. that a good one but like <laughs> it was like the, the way they ha- because so uh, for the people who did not watch. They open without the guest, so it's 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 uh, a Jada. Is that her? Is that her mom? That's her mom. Yeah, she Gam. looks pretty yeah, that's good. Uh, that's her mom. Uh, yeah, she looks very like good. so. And, and then Why that's like her daughter. daughter that's Seriously? Jade's. <laughs> that's so that's, you said she looks. So that's she has daughter in a good way. Kids, man, come on. Have so her respect. daughter. So so the the young girl is her. That's like Willow. That's Willow. Okay, yeah, that's, with so my that's head Jada's daughter. Okay. But so they yeah. opened with where basically the idea is like the the grandma was like, why are we giving her this platform? Like she's gonna be all right, right. you know. Like she right. doesn't need this. She, you know, like. And that's very peculiar because she's usually not like that. She's usually the more welcoming. Oh really? Let's listen. Let's. So it was just. It was. I don't know. It was just shocking to see her like up front and just real life. Yeah, nah, she, from like, the get go. Yeah. Platform. Right. Because like if like you said, when they open up the the beginning of the episode, that you, sh- you they showed all her endorsement deals with Mac and all these makeup companies, right. and I mean the girl had like a ton right. and, of and, and she was bragging deals. about. I mean she yeah. was multi multi. And she was bragging like there was no need for her to go to USC. It was more of a, it's more of a her, her it's parents more of wanted her a crutch yeah. to like oh I'm I'm an influencer, but I'm also this college educated smart person right, right. too. Like it's just more of a yeah it, you know it like kind of. 
one ups your brand right. a little and, bit. And also, right? yeah. and let's just be honest about it. She's not going there for right. education. And, and she she herself said, like in some Instagram clip, that she was she wanted to go there just for the experience, you know, to go to the games, right? To just dick around and have right. fun, and you know, like she just wanted to party. Yeah, yeah she just like the to school party, stuff was just kind of like said. a side thing because she's right. You know, she gets a, a engineering degree, she gets like a sociology degree. It doesn't really matter. She, I mean, she makes she makes okay, so she probably makes what a hundred thousand per yeah. post, yeah. every three posts on Instagram. Yeah, wait, 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 so wait, wait. She Hold makes on. that per rewind, week. So. Rewind. I stepped away for a second. Who makes a hundred thousand per post? She, we're, we're, we're estimating that the she Olivia likely Jade. makes that money. Who? Just Olivia Jade? Followers. Yeah. She makes, well, she God makes damn. way more than that. I'm just saying like, no, that that's the, th- that's the, the reason why it's so bad because before, so she's a, um, she's a, her parents are actors. She was an influencer on Instagram. She has like, I don't know, five or 10 million followers. Right. And she has all these endorsement deals with, you know, with Mac and all these huge companies, right. huge, right, huge right. companies. So even before she went to college, she was making millions. Yeah, she was doing all right. So yeah. I was just making the point that right. I was just making the point that even if she does like three or four posts on Instagram, that's like that one day that she posts, she would make more than any career would guarantee her. At but USC. hold on, hold on. Whether she was she, she was an influencer or before or this whole USC admission or after. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So why the before. hell she need to go See, to before, USC, man? Before. Is she making that kind of bank? Because her parents wanted her to go to USC. And right. also, again, USC, I mean, USC is known for their film school, obviously, because they're right there in, in Southern California. But USC is a great school. It is a great, great school. It's not like Harvard. It's a great school, a great but school. it doesn't make is sense. Is it as good where, as the USC you know, of the When South. you're already connected in the industry no. as she is, does it make sense? But so this, this uh, scandal was not limited to like, you know, Yale or whatever. Like, so you had it at USC, you had it at other programs. Basically, the parents and and w- when the story first came out, did she know? Like, okay, that, it, that's the question. I did. did Olivia J. So did she know on, her parents on, paid her way in, bribed her? So way she in. found she found out when it happened. But when when she first found out, she didn't really appreciate the the magnitude of what happened because she thought, oh, other parents have donated money to schools, yeah. you know, kind of grease the palms. Like she just thought that's that's not that unusual, you know. Yeah. Parents have money and they throw their okay, money. Okay, so around, there's a know? difference though. So let's let's clarify that. Okay, so there's situations where, let's say I was a Harvard grad, which I'm not. Um, I would donate. Let's say I had tons of money. I would donate five million to, I don't know. Look whatever, at you, five million. How much have you, you donated again to Georgia State? <laughs> a few what? Come on, don't lie. You give a hundred. You gave more than a dollar. Come on. Yeah, I gave, really? I, I actually gave a hundred dollars when I uh, graduated, and I think I gave another hundred like five Shit. years later. Oh my god, Urban, have you? I've donated a little Urban, bit. Urban, yeah. have you ever donated any like a penny to your school? Let me tell you something, man. When Georgia Tech hit me up to get some money back in the days, I had just graduated college. Two facts happened. I'm good, you. I'm never not going to be good, you. My entire life. Uh, for the listeners out there, you've heard of the Jews, Jews who are cheap, cheap as fuck. As a good Jew <laughs> is an Indian that is cheaper than a fucking Jew. Okay? So, uh, second of all, I was broke as fuck because I had just graduated college. So, I said, fuck your couch. And they left me the fuck alone. So, unfortunately, I have never donated a single so dollar. So, you're at zero. Of I my am income also to the guy. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. I have never. I just thought it is the most baffling. So, Ham, have you donated anything? No. <laughs> 
I I just can't imagine a scenario. I can have all the money in the world. I would never donate. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> like I already paid you for the school. Why am I paying you more? That's like, true. Get out of here. Yeah, they don't even outrageous. have a good like a uh, reason. They don't even say like, "Hey, we're trying to do this and that." They're just like, "Hey, man, give us some money." Actually, you graduated, give us some money. Fuck that shit, man. Good I'm good you know, man. there's a ten-year master plan. They're, they're, you know, they're trying to develop buildings. You know, to for the education of future students like yourself. You right. know, there's, there's I, some I, lines I, that you read right. there. You know I, what I'm I mean? not. I'm not a total asshole. I mean, I donate to things, but there are two things I will never donate. I will never donate to my alma mater, and I will never donate to mm. anything de- dealing with animals. Like, what about religion? No offense. Would you donate to the masjid? <laughs> I would sooner donate to a masjid. Oh, okay. Than Wait, what? You, you don't like animals? No, no, no. Nothing wrong against animals, but there are so many human needs. You, that why would you get? I, like, I'm kind of along. Come the same on, line. man. I would. I would give to a vanity thing. Give to like, an orphanage, but I'm not going to give to like puppy right. starving. Dogs are fine. People love them. You know. You know. You know. Peter is going to. Oh yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> we would be right. lucky to be sued by anybody at this point. <laughs> We got about 50 <laughs> listeners. Thank you, everybody. That's 50. That's a big it number would ra- for us, It would raise our profile, though, right? It would raise our profile. But let's get, let's get, back, let's get back to uh, the subject yeah. at hand. So what I, was trying to sh- what I was trying to say is you have situations where as, as someone of wealth or even making some decent money, you donate to the school. And sometimes you donate a significant amount, like $5 million. You know, if I'm a Harvard grad, I'll donate $5 million, even if I wasn't a grad. Let's say I have $5 million, I donate $5 million, right? And then you're thinking out of goodwill that it's like a wink, wink, let my kid in. You know, so there's that type of let my kid in, right? right? So that's usually how the presidents right. do it. Fuck like, that, man. Trump I don't need a wink, wink. If I give you Bush, half a mil, there better be a like motherfucking handshake and a signed yeah. agreement. No, 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 but, but, but here, just hear me out. So there's that way of getting into schools, which is how the presidents do it. The presidents, the governors, the congressmen, a lot of the influential people, that's how you do it. And indirectly, it's it's unspoken. It's an unspoken understood right, right. that okay, you gave a lot of money. I scratched my back. You, you know, I scratched you your back. Everybody you know, else, yeah. all your kids are going to get there. We yeah, got yeah. it. But in this situation, what happened was, so they they were giving money to a coach. Yes. Right. So let's say this guy was the coach of the, you know, rowing yes. team or something, right? And he you give he would give five hundred dollars into his pocket, and then he would give this kid that doesn't even know how to row or play whatever. Um, play whatever uh, a scholarship to go there, and then once you're in, you can say, okay, well, I want to change my major. I don't want right. to row anymore. Right. I can. I want to go to film right. school. Whatever the right. case is. So it's basically like you're miss you're 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 taking away opportunities from people that truly do qualify. You know, you're you're there's privilege into it. You can actually there's other ways that you could have gone about it. Like you could have donated right. and hoped that you know that donation would have. So there's just like so many different factors of privilege versus people that don't have that privilege. Because imagine if the kid that could have got into USC could have been the next Denzel that lives in Watson. Right. They're being right. denied opportunities right. and selling, you know, drugs in the streets and their Come life. On, goes we're not going to make this a know, racial thing. I mean, it's we? an extreme. Well, I mean, no, no, I'm not, okay. I'm not making it racial. I'm just saying, what? like, even if you want to say, you know, trailer park, yeah. whatever you want to say. There's kids that are deserving that would go on to make something of themselves. But, but, but this happens all the time, okay? I know these are publicized cases. It is, a lot of times it happens but, back channel, we're, we're, people, we're boosters. Like, this happens. Can I add, right, can yeah. I add one thing? Because just to kind of add to what Benjamin was saying, there were scenarios that wasn't necessarily, because this Lori Laughlin, she wasn't the only parent. She just is a high-profile person. She was person. the biggest one. Yeah, Felicity the most high-profile Huffman, one. I think, yeah. had a similar thing. 
Yeah. There were scenarios where, I mean, this was like an actual scheme. It wasn't just like, I'll throw money your way and you know, you know, you know what that means, you know? Uh, which is also, tr- you know, I don't, I don't think we should just kind of throw just Explain that, that quickly. Rug. What do you mean it was a scheme? The, the, there, there were certain scenarios where they were doctoring pictures. They were uh, superimposing a, a face on the rowing team. And, you know, because like, you know how, like, oh. uh, we know football and basketball, those are usually your ways into scholarship. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Other hold sports. On. Yeah. Why would they need to do that if, it was, if all it was is, hey, I give you a, a blank check. Because, Take it. Why do they so, need to have to doctor anything? Because, the, okay, so the money that they're giving money to a coach, and the coach sets it up to where the oh, person you look like a legitimate eligible. Right. Okay. So right. they, they right. would concoct. It's a, it's a big so thing. So they would concoct. A, you know how, like, in, in, in uh, a football or basketball, they have, like, a highlight reel. Oh, yeah, I play I got linebacker you. for Clarkston, yeah. and look at me tackle people. Then you can kind of get your word out, and people. You know. So they would do something similar, but, like, for rowing or for, like, tennis or badminton or some bullshit. Oh, this is this pretty person deep. Has never yeah, played. they went pretty deep. Yeah. Right, so this is actually a scheme, actually a crime. That's why they're in in jail. It yeah. wasn't like because there are acceptable ways to do corrupt things, where you're giving money. I think that I mean that it alone is that should be frowned upon because that's a crime. Because on its here's own, a, here, honestly, yeah, to be honest right, with but, you. but but it's not treated as a crime. And also, um, these people already have the privilege, right? What they're doing is that they're exploiting the privilege that they already have to further themselves even further because like if you have all this money and you have all of these resources the kid should be able to go to a a, a fine school whether it's duke or usc or yale on their own but what they were doing was they're going above and beyond to guarantee that their kids went to a particular school you know and so that's what happened if you got money like your kid should be able to be all right like right i'm sorry okay Obviously, I'm not going to be an elitist here or whatever you want to call it, right? But, like, uh, none of us grew up with means or money, so maybe we're on the other side of this argument. But Well, we definitely you, are on the other side. Yeah. If you got money, your kids should be all right. And if right. they don't end up all right, that's probably on you because you, and they're you, you should all right put them anyways. in every position possible right. financially. Right. For, I feel for like success. that's what happened to me with UJ, but I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but, are you telling me Almas is, okay, was banking at Publix? Is that what you're telling me? Good SAT. <laughs> Almas huh? was banking at Publix? No, no, no. I'm just saying like I felt Benim, like don't I ever forget what she told you. Ousted. You belong under the jail. Okay? Actually, <laughs> don't ever forget <laughs> you know that. What, you know what, Benim? I don't even know how I got into UGA. It was just like some sort of fluky thing because like my SATs weren't per- – it was like 11. So it, was, it wasn't very high. And like I didn't right. do any extracurriculars. Oh, I was like working in a Ivy League. No offense, but dog, weekend. you could have gotten no, with no, eight hundred. But a lot of people uh, did joking. not get into UGA. Uh, but going back to what what happened with the, the these rich people, one of the reasons why people go to these schools is for networking. It's not just for their education, right? right? Yeah, right. This right, right. Like That's somebody like point. her has all the connections right. she will ever need, so she has no right. use for that. So again, at all. again, that that makes my point of people that are deserving to be right. there, that worked hard, that don't have those kind of connections, are the ones that really should be there. Right. And that's why this whole thing is so frustrating. And I'm kind of like with Gam on this video where she was like, why are we giving her a platform? She's going to be all right. Because at the end of the day, they're still connected in Hollywood. And that's in in, in behind closed doors. 
I'm sure a lot of these famous people are talking and like, did they really go to jail for something so stupid? Like they're probably thinking like this is, they don't realize for the average person, for someone that maybe didn't, that you're the first one to go to college and then you're out of Watts or you're out of Compton or you're out of Inglewood and you made it into USC and then now you're going to start acting and you're going to be the first one that breaks out and you change generations. Now you're denying that person of that spot. And so that's why it's like so troubling for right. me at least. Right. Like, and 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 to you know and 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 then this but th- but this is this is also uh, 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 like a uh, an epitome or or like a, a small fraction of what happens in corporate America. That's this is what happens in the medical settings. This is what happens um, when you go to the DMV. Like it's so much bigger than just this. Like this happens everywhere. Even the last episode. So I'm sorry to my rich people that I let the um, the hat out the bag about your you know convalescent. Uh, you know, blood plasma and all that good stuff. But even even with COVID vaccines, like the rich are not worrying about it because they already have a solution right. to it. Even before yeah, the vaccine right, came out, right. like they, why do you think well, Trump, is not, Trump not? They said Trump is not taking it because about it he has. I'm just saying. Well, no, I'm just saying, like you know, it's it's just a un, it's a very very like it, it pisses me off because like for people like us that had to work hard, you know, started from the bottom, now right. we're here. And then it's like, you know, like there's a level that you can reach, but then there's this level that you're trying to get to that you 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 you, you can't, or it's like you have to work a hundred times harder to get just to be right, average, right. right? And then if you're trying to be like above average, now you have to work one thousand one thousand times harder. Whereas, you know, like for example, okay, in the real estate world, I'll give you a good example. Okay, so this is this happens everywhere, right? So it's a microcosm of what happens everywhere. So in the real estate world, you guys have heard of, have you guys have heard of um, Sotheby's? Yeah, I've heard of Sotheby's, yeah. Have you guys heard of Sotheby's? Yeah, so Sotheby's is a well-known real estate company. It's a very upper echelon real estate okay. company, right? So when, you know, when I, you know, I'm a real estate guy. So when I got my real estate license, everybody, all these companies were coming at me like vultures, right? Because they want you to come work for them so they can make, you know, you make sales and make money for them. Or right. Whatever. The only one that you will never get an email or anything from is Sotheby's. Okay. All right. So, so Sotheby's is usually the ones that list Trump's house. They will list um, Mitch McConnell or or Tom Brady or like all the celebrities. The majority of the celebrities um, were, are going to be doing business with this right. this 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 thing, right? right? So, so and and the, and the whole concept is because it's very it's a very rich elite luxury real estate company, right? And the way it's set up is someone like myself, I can't I can't join that firm because I don't have a rich family that okay, you know, let's say there's this, you know, you know, Dick Wad kid that just <laughs> didn't perform in undergrad, got a degree in I don't know, communications or art or whatever, right? right? And there's no, you know, foreseeable future for this guy. Well, as a rich parent, you're like, hey, you know, go get your you know, go get your uh, real estate license. I'm going to put you in contact with my boy that works at Sotheby's. Now you work for Sotheby's and then now you're making a million dollars a year because I they, you, they only want that, that, that trust fund baby because that trust fund baby is going to bring his parents and his friends in that circle, right? So then they're always going to be doing million dollar deals. So this kid that has no talent whatsoever it's going to be making two, three, four, five million, and then it's going to be passed on from generation to generation. And this is, it just, it happens all the time and it's just unfair. Like it's just unfair, especially during this time 
And I think it's just a microcosm of what happens in education, in the medical field, and like, you know, during, co- you know, so that's just my little All right, put a mind. pin on this ham, and then uh, we'll move on to the, the thing that we love talking about the most. Right. So I'll, I'll just real quick, w- what I'll say is that, you know, p- people say privilege and they, they speak to how all of these advantages people have. This is what it looks like, you know, and by way of example, just to kind of add uh, to what Binyam said, uh, Felicity Hoffman was another actress that was involved in this thing. Uh, she did something similar for her children um, from Desperate, Desperate Housewives and other things. The Americans. She, was she in that? Felicity. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. you're thinking about Felicity was her yeah. show. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> With the, the hair. It's confusing, you know. No. Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, just to kind of lend credence to what uh, uh, Jada Pinkett's mom was getting at, where they're like, these people are going to be all right. Why are we allowing them to kind of do their apology tour on our platform? Um, Felicity Huffman's already signed on to a pilot for a TV show that's going to be picked up next year. So like she was caught in a very embarrassing situation. I think she served a few days in jail or maybe paid some money. And then boom, she's back. Life is life back is, to So basically, you know, like, so, I mean, knock on wood, my current experience with the COVID has been like very smooth, you know? And that's basically what they have with the criminal justice system. It's a very smooth experience. Nothing really bad happens. They come through. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Ham. So that happened around the same time the George Floyd situation happened, right? So you have, you know, a guy like George Floyd that's suspected of giving a fake $20 bill. He gets pulled over. And they stump on this guy's knee for and he's eight dead minutes and, and yeah, kill him. After nine minutes, yeah, yeah. And his life is over. His, you know, kids are don't have a father. And now what you've done is you've ruined the next five, six, seven. You've pretty much cut off that lineage right. for that right. guy, right? Whereas you know, and 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 all he did was he was suspected of right. And it's always some weird, bill. trivial thing. It's either yeah, it's like, like a it's like a, 20... wait, he was suspected. Right. He wasn't convicted, right? But, right, right? And right. you have a situation where these people are convicted right. with notes, right. with and video, they come out with, of it like nothing happened. You know, yeah. and you know, next thing, like you said, she's you know, this Olivia Jade came yeah, on the platform. Should... I'm pretty sure next year you're gonna see her on a Mac right. ad, or she's gonna be on Kylie Jenner's new cosmetics. You know, or or uh, I don't know. Um, what Rihanna's Fendi, you know, Fendi Savage 3, you know, fashion show or whatever the case is. And then you have people that are marching day in and day out just for like basic decency of like, hey, when I get pulled over, I want to be able to live when I get pulled over. You know, if I'm speeding 10 miles over the speed limit, I don't want to get pulled over and die. Or I don't want to, you know, you know, bird watch and then somebody calls, threatens me and says like, you know, like it's just like a, it's a very... When you compare it, when you compare the differences, it's 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 just not fair. That's all. Okay, controversial opinion, but like, okay, man, famous people, rich people, people that have abused the system, do they not have the right to repent, to feel sorry for their sins, to get sympathy from people? Well, I'm not saying it's justified their actions, but like, like it's the same argument. Like when when um, actors or famous players have mental breakdowns. People are like, why are you having a mental breakdown? You're rich. Yeah. You're this. You're privileged. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what do you okay, complain? you're still a human. 
do you not have the right to repent and say, hey, man, I messed up or I'm feeling some type of way, even though I'm privileged and I game the system? Like, isn't it okay for them to just come out and be like, hey, man? Well, yeah, that's fine. But do that on your own accord. Don't do it on a show with three black women that have five or 10 million viewers. Like, why not uplift the buffer pod <laughs> that has 50 viewers? You know what I'm saying? Instead of Olivia <laughs> Jade that has the Mac. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just making a point. Is that not a good point? Hey, man, we'll take... Hey, hey, anybody who want to bitch about their fucking highfalutin lifestyle, come to the buffer. We welcome you. And we are very intelligent, handsome, good-looking men that have... Thank God we didn't record a video to prove otherwise. Funny. Right. And we're not going to get one millionth of the kind of shine you know on the red table talk because you know what i mean like it's just it's just an unfair situation and i think it's it, you know it's a microcosm of what happens all right on a final thoughts scale. ham let before me, we move yeah, on let me, yeah, let, yeah right so let, let we're, we're not going to expand on this i'm just going to say this i'm going to move on because we're running out of time um for just for everyone else if you're on an apology tour this kid played it as just about as well as you can right she came on a show where the idea was that there there were going to be at least somewhat hostile to her right it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like a kelly clarkson or ellen or whatever right i mean if she went to like charlamagne radio show she would have gotten eaten up right so she didn't go all the way right <laughs> hey, as, as, so as our uncle to, would like to say she took risk man right so she took yeah. some risk but <laughs> what she did was basically like I'm going to just eat shit, right? So anytime there was any criticisms about her that came from grandma or anyone else, she accepted it. She didn't push back. She didn't try to cover for her parents. They said they they fucked up. It's wrong, period. For those politicians or athletes or whatever, take a cue from this young kid. Just when you're... On an apology tour, just eat the shit. Just eat the shit. Absorb it. And you're going to come out on the other side just fine. Because by the end, even grandma was like, okay, she's fine. I mean, she had the added benefit of not having done the crimes. You know, so like it wasn't, she didn't commit the crime. So, but she just showed up. She said, yes, we fucked up. I was ignorant. I was not aware how easy my life was. I fucked up, my bad, and that was the end of it. And if more people just did that instead of just like you, you see my mental state at that. Don't do any of that. Just eat this shit and move on. <laughs> well, speaking of eating, shit. yeah, let, let's let's talk Next about. Topic. I mean, the the state of this, the mental state of the show, like the soul of this show. I don't know what it is anymore because uh, we started out with sports and uh, cell phones, and now we've migrated to chicken sandwiches. That's right. And this Yo. next guy. Little boozy man. Oh, boozy. So, no, we didn't. We didn't talk. Oh, about, we're not. Uh, we're not. Yeah, we got yeah, one more topic we're left. Not gonna, we're not even gonna. And it's gonna okay, be so, little okay, boozy right, man uh, because apparently, Ham, I'll let you. I, I this think, is what we're about. I think Ham has so, a new appreciation for boozy, so I'll let Ham so, okay, introduce so this topic because it's such for, a wonderful for, topic. For the listeners who've been listening all along, you know, we it's not like we've been doing this for years, right? So you should have listened to all the episodes. Boozy has been on this show. At least B O O S I E. You know, I I did not know who this person was. He he did have that one one song, but you know him now. Binyam sent me this clip, and you know earlier we we're talking about how James Harden is this undeniable talent. 
Boozy's not there yet, but he is getting he's man, deniable. He's definitely undeniable. Like, because this guy, <laughs> like, I, I, I got the virus and, 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 and I don't have any real symptoms, but like, I would definitely, like, if, if there was something I didn't want to do, I would just use this as, oh, no, man. I got the virus. I can't. Like, I would find a way not to do things, you know? <laughs> this guy got shot. He's like in a wheelchair. He's a leg, and, baby. And what did this, you do? This video clip was this like at a high school? He was in some setting. No. So he went to he went to a club. He was performing at he. So he he that clip wasn't of the club, but what's he, that, what's same thing. And so he went to a club. I think it's in Pensacola, right? And he was performing live on stage, right? With his whole in a wheelchair, in a wheelchair. and when his motorized <laughs> wheelchair, one leg up. And like he's and he's like, up wait, is he down. actually performing like he or he's is, just in the back? Yeah, he's, he's hitting, he's hitting all of the beats. Oh shit! You know, like all he, right. he's he, hitting, he, like dude, he is, he's killing he, it. Baby. I'm telling you. So you're telling me he, like, you this know, is like the Willis Reed of rap. Like he yeah, showed up injured. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like it, it, uh, maybe it was this one. I will. I woke up early, like it was like six or seven a.m. And I saw the link that uh, Binyam sent. So I was like, let me just watch it. So this is like the first thing I see in the morning. And I just started laughing. I'm like, this fucking guy <laughs> is unbelievable. He is like, you can kind of see why he's successful. In, like, I've never heard of this guy, but like, he is like, relentless. You I don't think you heard what he said in the clip when he talked to Mike Tyson. He was like, man, Mike, you should sell this weed together because I'm a marketing genius. <laughs> <laughs> and that he is, my friend. That he is. He is. I'm telling you, I... I was I was pleasantly oh, surprised man. by his efforts. I don't I don't think this is gonna happen ever again. But shout out to Boosie fillet of the Boosie. week, baby. Again, baby, he gets it Damn. again. Okay, I mean, all I right. Okay, if he's the fillet, then can, who's can the we grease talk ball? about real quick a grease ball? Okay, real quick. And I know we're running long. This is I felt bad about mentioning this because this guy died. But like, wait, this this is the grease ball. Yes. Let Benium introduce so, the grease ball. It's Benium's segment. Come on, Benium. Who's the grease right, ball? No, no, he can take it. He, I, I, I give him a part. Okay. All right. Like Benium yields his time. It's like we're in, like in Congress now. You yeah. Know? He, he yields his five minutes to me to the gentleman from Georgia. All right. So this. So I got uh, the virus and uh, I tested positive. And everyone, if you test positive, you are supposed to quarantine yourself, right? Because you are you have the virus, you know, so you can give it to other people, right? This guy and his wife, there was a gentleman uh, who got on a flight. He was... Oh, that guy? He died? So this guy gets on a flight, on a United Airlines flight. He was from New Orleans to L.A. While he's on the plane, he's experiencing shortness of breath. So he's not an asymptomatic type. So... He can't breathe, right? He dies on the words, plane. Yeah, poor choice of words, but okay, continue. Right, no, no. He cannot breathe, and apparently, you know, Damn. like if you're uh, if you're, if you're like airborne, air doesn't circulate that well when you're in the air, right? So, Nothing gets. I mean, everything gets exacerbated when you fly. You know, ten thousand feet in the air, right? So yeah, right. But it, it it's remarkable how this person who te- he. Got the test. He tested positive. He was experiencing symptoms, including shortness of breath. So he's not in a good state. On the on the flight, the crew asks if there were any doctors on board, right? Doctor Jill, I guess, wasn't there that day. Uh, a few people tried to help them, uh, but they weren't able to. I think they were trying to do chest compressions, but he turned blue. 
So apparently he was basically wait, like yeah, he went dying. liberal, or what do you mean? No, no, like you know, he, uh, he, he actually like physically stiff, turned you know, like, yeah. no, he, yeah. So he dies. They remove him from the plane. They wipe seat twenty eight D, and they continue with the flight. Like they don't Terrible. cancel it. They don't do anything. They and and, and now. I'm but, not sure. But to be so fair, they didn't know he had the corona the, the on the flight. Well, you know, I, I, I haven't flown, but from what I gather, you're just, they're just like a checkbox or something. You, you basically just say, I'm fine. Yeah, they ask yeah. You, so they're I, not I'm doing like a very thorough box. vetting yeah. process. They didn't you know. know they had to wipe down the whole plane. They thought he might have just had but, a heart attack. But it's, a, it's such a weird move. Somebody literally dies on your plane, and you're just like... <laughs> You move the body, Let's wipe it down you and clean it up, and you're like, yeah. all right, guys. Life goes on. Right. It's like somebody got to die. Toodles. But this is why we have this problem. Like, if you're so, like, because my naive thinking was that people are careless when they assume that they don't have the virus, right? But, but he knew, right? He sense. tested positive already, right? Right. That's what, yeah. but what I'm saying, like, my my think so he knew so he knew that because his, his wife positive. his wife was his wife admitted to it when he was like struggling. yeah that that's fucked up that's fucked up so my thinking all along was like people just are asymptomatic and they don't know they have it and they go to a bar or they go on a flight but apparently people are deliberately discounting symptoms as severe as shortness of breath. And they're like, well, I still want to go to L.A., so I'll do whatever. So, like, it doesn't matter his symptoms. You said that it came out later that he knew he was positive. He had tested positive already. His, yeah, his so wife it shouldn't even matter that, yeah. whether you have a symptom or not. If you know you're positive, right. stay no, the fuck but away from people. Like, but, but, but this is like on the extreme end. Not only did you test positive, you have the like you have bad symptoms. So, like, not only are you harming other people, you're harming yourself. I mean, obviously, this guy is dead. Like, so. People aren't even protecting themselves. Like this guy died just out of stubbornness. Like so I don't he's understand one because of his like, uh, yeah. Like what more information did you need well, for you to just stay your ass home? Like just stay home. And he probably would have survived because like I, I I suspect that the air travel probably exacerbated the problem. Yeah, because yeah. the air circulation right. on a plane. I mean, you know, anytime you get off a plane, you always feel like itchy, yeah, like, uh, it's like I you get yeah, it's you know off. I mean? Yeah, it's like, so like. If people like this are doing this, yeah. So, unfortunately, he's dead. It sucks. Maybe his wife is going to be charged for knowingly traveling. Yeah, so, yeah, there was another article I read where there was a couple. They tested positive. They were on vacation somewhere. They tested positive, and they got on the flight, and they were trying to come home. And they knowingly got on the plane with a positive test, and they actually ended up um going to jail and they got fined like ten thousand dollars and like you know three weeks in jail or something right. like that so it's pretty serious like if you're getting on a plane and you know people know that you have a confirmed positive test right. it's oh by the by the way you know when i was in you know when i went on vacation in aruba by the way they did such a great job so when you come into the country you test before you go anywhere okay. and then you can't go anywhere before that and then um, if you had a positive test, you have to quarantine for 14 days before you even go okay. back. Yeah. So yeah. So either way, they're going right. to send you back clean, and you're going to have to come in right. clean. So I think that's yeah, a, that's the way to go. They should yeah. adopt that. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. This is a manageable problem. Like, like it's a very manageable. If the, but the human will is the I hard know, but, part but, to control. But, human will is just. But the difficulty level on this COVID is like at a two, but people are making it out to be like a ten. Like it's not that big of a just as as soon as you find out you're in a position. 
to where you can spread the harm. Stop. That's it. All you have to do is just stop spreading the harm in that. But then you're asking them to deny their right. And it's for two weeks. What are we? Okay. (laughs) 14 days, 10 days. Like, we're not talking about forever. Hey, to all you listeners out there, man, if, if any of you, if any of you listeners out there get the COVID, get the coronavirus, get anything like that, and you're just worried and you're stressed about what am I supposed to do for two weeks, you know? Hey, man. The Buffer will recommend any and all shows yay, to binge yay. watch, any TV shows. Hey, man, we'll hook you up with the Pirate Bay. Whatever you want, man, we will help you where you will be fully entertained for two weeks right, until you're better. Right. I will even go so far as to say if you're a listener and you get the virus, I will contribute like $5 towards an Uber Eats meal. How about Just let that, me know. Man. Just send us an email, and I will contribute to it. Just stay your ass on I'll me. contribute I'll, I'll make it 20. Oh, how dare you try to upstage me? But they have to come on the show and tell about their COVID experience. After that. they get rid of the virus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. It's time to wrap up, right? Um, we're almost at the two two hour mark. Last point I want to make, which was not on our show notes. It's just a minor point. You guys can chime in if you want. All my listeners, all of our listeners in Georgia, please go out and vote. The Georgia Senate runoff early voting has started. That's right. I don't care who you vote for, just go vote. Don't vote for anybody who uses their position to enrich themselves. Bowen. Or, or I, w- I would say uh, you should vote for radical. <laughs> Raphael, Raphael Warnock. Warnock. Raphael Warnock. Oh, God. did you guys watch that? What was that? I didn't watch it, but I heard. Uh, hey, summarize it in two life. minutes for our Georgia Actually, listeners. That was funny. <laughs> So, okay, so essentially um, what happened was uh, they had the runoff, uh, what was it, like uh, it was on CNN. It was, on it was CNN. carried it was by CNN, but it was, yeah, it was, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was in Atlanta, and it was, so basically. Uh, David Perdue, by the way, did not show up, so David Perdue, David Perdue did not show up at all, so that part didn't right. even come, which is such a jerk move because he did it at, like, at the hour he was supposed right. to get on. So it just came down to. A pastor, yeah. Raphael who Warnock, had a difficult task. Yeah. Radical liberal Raphael Warnock and Kelly Leffler. And what was her Kelly name? Kelly Leffler. What's and this this woman just came out. She's she, just essentially yeah. a uh, like a woman of privilege, who like she's just she's playing that playbook to the. T- I've never seen any someone without any individuality, any brain, any like it was just like a a playbook. It was the worst debate I've ever seen. I'm like, I get, I get what you're trying to do, but at some point, let me get to know what your, what, what is it? Why do you want to do this? Like, what is your plan? What is the, what are you gonna do for me if I'm a Georgian? What is it? It was just a terrible right. debate, but yeah. Anyway. So anyway, January fifth, go out and vote for radical liberal <laughs> Raphael. I'm, I, I'm glad that I, uh, uh, I, I went to vote before the positive test, so. I don't have to worry about it. I mean, I would have been in the clear because like the early voting is still going on past Christmas, but I've already voted. We're all good. Well, I think we're done. I mean, we don't hit two hours, even without Simon, even with me and si- without me and Simon debating every other point, like we hit it. <laughs> so, hey, I do want to appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully the audio ends up all right. We all recorded remotely. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Ham doesn't come across anyone else. He should have the antibodies to not get this damn coronavirus again. We'll be back in person. Urban, you gotta po- you gotta post that picture of Boosie up that uh, Sue Poppy put up for us, man. 
There's so many things, videos you got. I don't know up, what guys. we've become, man. From the first episode to the fourteenth episode, now we have changed quite a bit from That's what we the talk about. Of it. Even we. Hey, okay. Know. How about this, man? Hey, hey. Final thoughts, man. You know, every episode you invite some person that has absolutely oh, zero right. chance of coming onto the show. So I want to make this as part of the, the show, man. Either. Hey, give a shout out to somebody who you want to come on the show. Go ahead, man. Man. Boosie badass, man. When are you coming on the show, bro? Actually, I was going to have a segment where you can actually pay him to advertise your show. Like, you can DM him, and he actually advertises you on well, got, kidding. Is it free, though? We got to yeah. pay, or is it free? No, you got to pay. Hey, we ain't you paying for pay. goddamn... We ain't paying... Hey, let me listen. Everybody out there, Candace Owens, <laughs> Drew Brees, Barack wow. Obama, whoever, we ain't paying you a goddamn dime to come on this fucking show. <laughs> I'll buy you a bean burrito, Maybe. But you ain't getting shit else. Hey, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We appreciate all the feedback. TheBufferPod at gmail.com. TheBufferPod.com. That's our website. iTunes. Leave us reviews. That's how we see them. We've already gotten a bunch of four or five-star reviews. So shout out to that. Thanks, everybody, for listening.